0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
1: Hit it. Ah! Politicians want to force you to cover your face as a way for them to cover their own asses. That's just the truth. They want to be able to say they're taking this on and they're doing this, even though it doesn't, it's not, it's not proven to be effective. They want to continue to do
2: and you know, oh, business as usual. Yeah, you know, just a a terror warning before September 11th. Number one terrorist threat. Oh, if you question the election results. Oh, is that business as usual? 80, however many million of us there are, we are the number one terrorist threat before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. You know, when I saw this news, however, I thought, well, this is great, actually. You question election results. You're a domestic terrorist. We can finally arrest Hillary Clinton, then. Yeah. purpose is a gentleman from North Carolina seek recognition?
3: I seek unanimous consent to address the House for one minute.
2: Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute.
3: Madam Speaker, the Taliban is emboldened today. They have found a new reason to cry death to America. That reason is Joe Biden. His foreign policy is not America first. It's Taliban first. Mr. President, listen carefully, and I'll say it slowly just for you. No man left behind, that's leadership. Here's my pledge to the Taliban. You may chant death to America today, but mark my words, the levers of power will be in strong hands soon. If you harm an American, we will rain down vengeance upon you with the wrath and fury that will put the fires of hell to shame. Psalm 91 promises us that God will be our refuge and our fortress, but you do not worship my God or heed his promises. So when we come for you, there will be no refuge, no cave, no crevice you can crawl into that will save you from our wrath. So to those who hate America and all that we stand for, read my lips. I am young and I have a long memory. When power in Washington inevitably shifts, we will not forget you because we're in the business of killing terrorists and pretty soon business will be booming. With that, I yield back. And some people think it's hurtful.
1: Well, you told us that this hurt.
4: But here's the thing, I don't give about feelings anymore. I'm 78. I, I went to Vietnam to fight for all this. Do you think I care about some feelings? Absolutely not.
5: Well, good to see everybody today. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And uh, this is our 126th episode, and uh, this will play beginning on August 28th, Saturday, 2021. So, uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, whether you're in California or where I'm I'm sitting or whether you're a refugee from California and you've fled to some other part of the world or you've never been over here in California don't want to be here and you're living in one of the other states or wherever you are uh welcome uh one of the beauty beauties of a podcast on the internet is people can dip in and listen uh clearly wherever they are so um if you're new to us this is going to run about uh i do six twenty minute segments and it's broken up by uh, a few minutes of information uh, educational material that's entertaining and uh inspiring and uh uplifting so uh that those clips are smarter than I am that's why I use them and it gives you a break from my voice as well i don't uh ever uh evaluate the clips or piggyback on them because uh, some shows I listen to they just repeat the same thing over and over I'm not interested in that I get bored with myself so I don't want to bore you uh, so you can reach me uh, if you want to give me some feedback you can and you can do that through uh an email at lou l-o-u at no hostages radio.com and that's plural hostages Lou at no com, or you could just send me a text at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. There's a couple other areas that you can connect with me on. We're now doing a live show on Saturdays. Uh, in uh, out of the northern california area in yuba county Uh, a few counties can hear us around about but we're still not up to full power but we finally uh, got live streamed and the way you get to us because we don't have a website yet for kmyc is to go to live 365 the number 365 live 365.com and then uh, click click on radio and then go to KMYC, like Mickey, K Mickey Y C. If you want to listen to us live on Saturday, uh, we do a, a three-hour show there at KMYC. And that just uh we just started in May again, and but we just went uh live stream last week or the week before, I think, live365.com. So you can catch us there if you you may just get fed up with this uh that listen to me on the podcast. Uh, of course you can catch that anytime. It usually is up early on Saturday morning and you can listen to it here in portions or whatever. And uh so uh let's see what else should I say? I oh, there's also the website which is uh nohostagesradio.com where all the previous episodes and articles that I've been writing go over there. And on a Facebook site, Live with Lou, uh, where you can catch um, the uh, articles as well. And, and a record, this podcast can be picked up over there as well. So um, thank you for listening. And we're, we're going get, to get right into it here. And it um, seems like I should say one more introductory thing, but I can't think of what it is. So it'll come to me and we'll just handle it as we go along here. Um. Uh, I want to I want to read something that Jancy Lindsay. She's a PhD. She's the second managing director of toxicology and molecular biology. Toxicology Support Services LLC. <clears throat> the description of this woman's accomplishments. I either you're going to believe this or you're not. It doesn't matter whether I give you two paragraphs of amazing things that she has accomplished, uh, thirty years of science, scientific experience. Uh, actually, there's about four paragraphs describing this woman's experience and why she's one of the brightest people you'll ever meet. I'm just going to read what she states and uh, and see what you think about it. And you can Google her, or what I use, DDG. Duck Duck Go, I just call Google gigolo now. Duck Duck Go is just a really superior search engine. Uh, they they they're not as censored as as Google. Uh, you'll notice as soon as you get it, Duck Duck Go, you put it in there that that's what you want to use, and you start searching with that. You'll be amazed at the difference. So she says, just to be clear, scientifically, it is the vaccinated, not. The unvaccinated spreading the mutant variants. Now, what you're hearing in society is propaganda. Uh, It's dogma propaganda lying to you. They've lied to you from the very beginning of COVID, and they've tried to instill fear in you. And now they're, they're working at fear plus divide and conquer. So they're turning the people that foolishly got vaccinated against the people that are not vaccinated. And they turned the people that were wearing masks against the people that were not wearing masks. And um, so she said it is the vaccinated, not the, this isn't just some person off the street's opinion. This is a person that understands more about science and the biology and the cellular uh, system and all the other systems of our body than any of these people talking trash in the media or even Anthony Fauci Anthony Fauci knows a lot. He's just a liar. He's a criminal. So it is not the vaccinated. It is the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated spreading the mutant variants. This is from inoculating during the pandemic with a poor neutralizing vaccine and vaccine is in quotes because everybody that knows anything about vaccines knows this isn't a vaccine. It's a lie. You've been told so many lies that some of you have just uh, gone glassy-eyed and are just totally ready to give up. She said, this is what has happened with numerous other, quote-unquote, leaky or non-neutralizing vaccines. The classic example of this is Merrick's disease in chickens. I warned the CDC of this in April of this year. Other scientists warned the CDC as well as similar scientific entities worldwide months earlier uh, i t- months earlier. Yet here we are. So please spare me the propaganda that the unvaccinated are the ones causing this because they are not. And there is a clearly defined mechanist- mechan- mechanistic pathway for how the vaccinated are creating the mutants. The solution would be to stop, and she has STOP in all caps. That means in in writing that you're screaming at this point. If you put something in all caps, it's screaming. The solution is to stop vaccinating with these terrible uh, shots and start treating everyone at high risk and those not at high risk who are symptomatic with cheap, safe, and effective hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin until the virus is driven out she says driven out because viruses never die they just fade away this would stop the binding replication and transmission of the virus as well as ameliorate some pathogenic processes due to due to spike in the vaxxed in other words the vaxxed are going to have problems in their system oh and it would cost virtually nothing. And therein lies the problem. In other words, the problem here, people, isn't vaxxed or unvaxxed. It's that the pharmaceutical industry wants to make billions of dollars, and they don't give a rat's ass about whether you drop dead or not, or whether you get sick, or whether you're uh, handicapped, or whether you are got uh, brain bleeds or you have inflammation of the heart, or you have shingles, or you have uh, Bell's palsy, or, 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 or. And I'm going to give you plenty of ores on what you can be susceptible to or drop dead uh, before the night's over here. So that's what uh, her name is, Jancy, J-A-N-C-I. Her last name is Lind, Lindsay, like Lind, say, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Uh, and all I can do is say you should pay attention, and uh, and I'm not even going to go now. Here's what's corrupt. <clears throat> they say that the FDA just approved the Pfizer vaccine. Let me tell you how fraudulent that is. The FDA does not do any of the research. I'm told on these different medicines, they leave that up to the the uh, scientists at the National institute of health or the na nih that's where uh anthony fauci's out of he works in the uh, allergy and the aids thing and all that kind of stuff so who do you think clears the physine uh vax you think well probably not fauci because that's you know they need somebody else to be involved can't do fauci to the left fauci to the right fauci everywhere However, there's a lady named Christine Grady. She's an American nurse and bioethicist who serves as the head of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institute of Health Clinical Center. And she is married to Anthony Fauci. See how this all works, folks. And if you go back to where remember Deborah Blinky Burks had the, all every day, she had a new little scarf around her neck and she blinked all the time. And uh, her, her daughter works for uh, Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation. All this is kind of tied together. You see how this works? So so this writer says, The insane, fraudulent rushing of the Pfizer vaccine into full approval, status by the FDA, just announced today, was ordered by the collapsing Biden regime. The purpose of this accelerated approval is to allow Biden's puppet masters to roll out medical martial law as a means to control the population and suppress the massive uprising that will soon commence against the illegitimate Biden regime. You might think, oh, well, they couldn't do medical martial law. Well, I just want you to think about something right now. If you know anybody in Vietnam, just have them text you the picture of the streets where there is martial law and the military is in command of all the streets throughout Vietnam, and nobody is leaving and going anywhere, even if even if they run out of food. In fact, people are starving in Vietnam. I know you're not going to believe me. I'm just telling you what I know. I don't know it from the news. I have friends that are working in Vietnam. Now, medical martial law... When, When they tried to lock us down, you remember that term lockdown? That's a prison term. Like when they have fights at Folsom Prison, a bunch of people get killed, they lock them down. Lockdown is when they tell you you cannot go out of your house. Martial law, that means the government is taking over and the military is taking over. And uh, they're going to add laws that the legislature never even voted on curfews or just no curfews just stay in your house all day all night okay so they're talking about rollout medical martial law what they're going to do is people start dying not from the back not from the covid but from the the quote-unquote vaccine they're going to start dying and they're going to end up blaming that not on a vaccine but on another variant and it's just getting in that covid covid's going to be the scapegoat for anything they want to use it for the the covid the illness is never was dangerous. The only people that die from the illness are those that are susceptible. You think, well, I don't even know. That's confusing to me, Lou. What does that mean? I, I, I didn't come up with the idea. I was listening to Simone Gold, who's a Stanford university educated lawyer and a Stanford university doctor, medical doctor who was practicing in an ER and got fired for, dispensing hydroxychloroquine and saving people's lives so she said that there's literally no one that is healthy dying from covid and certainly not children i mean if a children was malformed when he came out of the womb and and had all kinds of inside problems and bad functioning lungs and bad functioning kidneys that's a different story they're susceptible to a lot of things her point is that fat people who are really susceptible to COVID because they're just in bad health all the way. You're packing an extra 100 pounds, 75 pounds, 200 pounds. You're in trouble. You're in trouble when anything happens. So you're more susceptible to getting really ill with COVID because you, you get anything, you're going to have a hard time recovering. You break your ankle, you're going to have a hard time recovering from that because you're packing all this extra weight. If you if you have cancer, if you have any kind of the illnesses, cardio pulmonary problems right a lot of different problems you're part paralyzed you're you have diabetes you have you have you have you have that means that's what she means like the the covid virus for people that are just average healthy is not an issue you might get the sniffles you might get a headache you might get something right just like getting the flu that's all this has ever been and what these criminals have done like fauci and gates and the Klaus Schwab and all these people that are wanting to take this country into a totalitarian regime, they have like created this hysteria and they know from sociological studies and they know that if you create fear, people will do pretty much what you want. And if you keep them in fear and keep them on edge, they will do pretty much whatever, what you want them to do. And so uh, this writer says, uh, he's going to biden's group is going to create medical martial law and so uh he says as the truth about rigged elections and vaccine genocide becomes unstoppable now now you think well, g- vaccine genocide that's amazing what does he mean by vaccine genocide well children are basically 100 percent immune to covid because they are generally very very healthy Ch- children are some of the strongest immune systems we have going very healthy they bounce right back from anything so how would they how would we have genocide well if you if you start vaccinating children and right now they have vaccine clinics on the marysville joint unified school district campuses and they're encouraging parents and i saw a vaccine bus over in yuba city the other day and And when they start vaccinating children, vaccinated people are going to die because they have compromised their immune system. And uh, so that's what that's what they're referring to here as vaccine genocide. The other thing is that it's not just me saying this In fact. I I don't know any of this from a medical standpoint on my own because I'm not a medical or scientist or lab person or anything. Many women are aborting their children or the children are having they're having miscarriages in the first trimester of the of the pregnancy because they're getting vaccinated. They were not fully informed. They got the vaccination and Gates, Fauci and the rest of them don't care that there's vaccination uh, abortions or vaccination sterilization because they want the population of the world to be shrunk by about four fifths. You think, oh, Lou, I don't really believe it. I don't really care whether you believe me. I'm not making it up. That's what they are saying. That's what Gates... You can look on YouTube and see Gates talking on a TED Talk. You know what a TED Talk is? And he's saying the way we're going to solve all these world problems of population and food and climate change is reduce the population. And he, in the same sentence, he mentions vaccines. Now, how do you reduce the population with a vaccine? you put in that vaccine something that will will uh, cause your system to not function well and the other thing you put in the vaccine is a is a chemical to sterilize the female so even though she's having sexual relations she cannot conceive and bear a child and already the continent of africa different nations in africa and india the nation of India are suing Bill Gates operation for doing just that. It's interesting that they're targeting Brown people, isn't it? And these are white folks. It's the same old, it's the same old German Nazi white supremacist nonsense, right? Evil, just flat evil. So it says, this guy says as the truth, about rigged elections and vaccine genocide becomes unstoppable. In other words, the truth is so everywhere that it doesn't matter how much they try to smother the truth and bury the truth and lie about it, people are just saying, they just start gnashing their teeth and screaming, You guys are liars, you're criminals, we're coming after you, right? As it becomes unstoppable, look for the Biden regime to attempt an internet kill switch. Right? All of us are communicating on the Internet. Think about it now. Think this through. He's going to attempt an Internet kill switch backslash telecommunications outage strategy to try to stop people from communicating. Now, that's exactly what's going on in other countries that are communist in Vietnam and China when they don't want. Like when I went to China last. uh, Oh, shoot. I'm already at the end of my first uh, segment. Let me let me just do some. uh, some educational clips. We'll be right back and we'll do the second segment. I'll pick up right here.
6: Wondering why I'm standing in front of this office on such a hot California day? This is Congressman John Garimini's office. I'm his opponent, Tamika Hamilton. I'm a sergeant in the United States Air Force, and John won't debate me. I thought I'd come down here to make it a little bit easier for him. Since John's been in Congress, he has amassed a wealth over $2 million. He owns ranches, homes, and even rides horses. Does he sound like someone that knows how most of us really live? But let's be nice. John is a little out of touch. I mean, he has been in office for the past 45 years, and since that time, the internet and a cell phone were invented. John, next time you're riding horses around the ranch, pretend that you're stuck in traffic like the rest of us and you can't fill up the tank because gas is so expensive. That's how most of us really live. John, you've been in office for over 45 years, and why haven't you done anything about this traffic? And why do you keep supporting taxes that make our lives here in California more unaffordable? I think the new tax should be on congressmen who've been in office since the 1970s who ride horses and pretend to be cowboys. This is my home. My husband's a peace officer. You seem to think my husband's just as bad as the people that he arrests, that breaking the law is okay. I believe that the police are trying to do the best job they can and that my husband deserves your respect. John, you and Patricia were able to send your kids to the best schools. A lot of parents in our district don't have that ability and are stuck in failing schools. That's where you and I differ. You oppose charter schools and you oppose school choice. You've ran on bringing back the middle class while you've become a millionaire. You've left us behind. It's time to give District districting what they've been wanting, and that's a debate. And so it's time for you to step up and not hide behind the incumbent status. Do your job. Let the people hear what you have to say and let them decide.
7: I am the direct descendant of the North American slave trade. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. I am not oppressed. I'm not oppressed, and I'm not a victim. I'm neither oppressed nor a victim. I travel all across this country of ours, and I check into hotels, and I fly commercially, and I walk into retail establishments, and I order food in restaurants. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. I am treated with kindness, dignity, and respect, literally from coast to coast. I have three children. They are not oppressed either. Although they are victims. I've taught my children they are victims of three things. Their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision making. That is all. My children, we are not victims of America. We are not victims of some unseen 190 year old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Racism in America would by and large be dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. And sadly, sadly, very sadly, one of those institutions is the American education system. I can think of nothing more damaging to a society than to tell a baby born today that she has grievances against another baby born today simply because of what their ancestors may have done two centuries ago. There is simply no point in doing that to our children. And putting critical race theory into our classrooms in part does that. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is not combating racism. It's fanning the flames of what little embers are left. I encourage you to support this resolution. Let racism die the death it deserves and let's keep living the life of a country that we want. Thank you.
8: While doing research last week, I came across a term that was new to me. The term is menticide, which means murdering of the mind. Now, according to the Oxford dictionary, menticide is the undermining or destruction of a person's mind or will especially by systematic means, and it is a characteristic activity of totalitarian regimes. Totalitarian regimes historically achieve and maintain control over a population that they've targeted for enslavement by means of menticide, which is accomplished more quickly and effectively when the subjects are isolated from one another. So it's no surprise that the enemies of liberty, who are desperately seeking to enslave the entire planet by means of a fake pandemic, would use strategies like lockdowns, masks, and social distancing and censorship to not only isolate us physically from our loved ones, our neighbors, and our church communities, but from any ideas or opinions which contradict their sick agenda. Now this systematic effort to undermine and destroy our values and beliefs, and to induce us to accept and even promote radically different ideas, can be successfully defeated, but only if it is understood and resisted So please commit yourself to remembering and reminding yourself and others that you are not alone. In fact, the overwhelming majority of your countrymen agree with you. You are in your right mind. Don't allow them to murder it. Be encouraged, encourage others. Continue to resist and let not your heart be troubled. This is Michael Anthony Peruca for the Institute on the Constitution bringing you The American View. California
9: 2020 while Governor Gavin Newsom sold out California to special interests another Californian was already fighting back
10: fighting for businesses assembly bill five it's 21 million dollars to take aim at small businesses fighting crime we need to give law enforcement the tools they need to do their jobs and to keep our community safe Fighting homelessness. I decided to do an audit of all the homelessness spending in California. It's not a money problem, it's a leadership problem.
9: Fighting for our children.
10: If you're going to keep millions of kids out of school, widening achievement gaps, stunting development, damaging mental health, concealing abuse, you better have a darn good reason for it. Fighting for California. I've been fighting at the Capitol for five years to change the trajectory of our state. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's about restoring power to the people of California. I happen to believe California is worth fighting for. Kevin Kiley,
9: fighting for California.
5: All right, here we go. So as the truth about rigged elections, vaccine genocide becomes unstoppable for the Biden regime to attempt an internet kill switch. So I was telling you that when I, last time I was in, in, Shenzhen right across the border from Hong Kong in communist China, you know, mainland China, uh, I could not get on to look at my Gmail. It just blocked. So they simply uh, be and How do they do that? Because they have, co- they're cooperating. They receive cooperation from American Google, and American Facebook and all the American uh, internet platforms. In other words, if you want to operate over here in our country, then we want to have control because we want to control our people and all these people that are the, that are home of the brave, you know, home of the free and the brave. They are helping people in countries that can't profess that free and brave. So he, so They are already controlling the Internet and shutting down telecommunications in those countries to keep people from communicating. Meanwhile, under medical martial law, Biden is likely to order order true draconian enforcement actions such as criminalizing public protests. Now, you think, oh, he wouldn't do that. We've already had it happen. We've already you, you don't know what you don't know what's going on right in front of your nose. So when during covid. There were rallies that were organized by the uh, Freedom Angels, a group called the Freedom Angels, down at the state capitol. And the state capitol says, although that big two-block area around the Sacramento state capitol, that whole area is just wide open. There's no fencing. there's There's no special rules. You can go there. You can walk around during the day, seven days a week. You can sit down, have your lunch. You can have a picnic. You can do whatever. But when we went down and protest Gavin Newsom, they said, you need a permit. Well, if you need a permit, you don't have a right anymore. If you think you have a right to assemble with, the, with your, uh, your bill of rights, you don't, if you have to go get a permit to do that, you don't have a right anymore. You, you have to put in a request for that right. So, so when we did, went down and had a, a meeting, it was peaceful. Uh, we had a meeting with a few thousand people down there on the south ste- south side of the Capitol. We didn't damage anything. I was down there a few few weekends in a row, and uh, they arrested people. You know what they arrested them for? Not for breaking anything. They they arrested them for uh, not standing six feet apart, not having a mask on, and trespassing on on the on the Capitol grounds. Totally open. It's it's like a big lawn and landscaped area. And they didn't. They didn't ever prosecute it. But I'm telling you, the CHP in battle garb, military battle garb, threw people down, handcuffed them, and took them inside the building and held them in a room in there. Now that is marsh. That's medical martial law. That's uh, that's stopping people from meeting. That's criminalizing public protest. And so we just kept meeting down there. And finally, they put up a chain link fence along the grass where they couldn't stop you from being on the street or the parking or the sidewalk. So we just met outside this massive acreage of, of lawn and beautiful thing. They just were trying to jam a bean up our nose. And so we had to meet outside this chain link fence, six foot high chain link fence and the 200 or so officers were in, were in, uh, in a military attack garb with vests and shields and all kinds of stuff, batons, just on the other side of it. Like we were going to attack the Capitol, which never happened at any of these events. So you think, oh, well, I don't know. What do you mean criminalizing public events? That means to say no one has a right to, to uh, gather. No more than two people can talk together at one time. Right. What do you think that the, uh, uh, what do they call it? Social distancing it has nothing to do with social. It was, it had nothing to do with health. There's nothing healthy about standing six feet apart. What that is, is a mental, uh, mental type of torture or manipulation to keep people from having a conversation, right? Keep people from communicating. So if you're standing t- together in line, at a food store, you're chatting with people and you're saying, Hey, what do you think of this? Or what do you, Hey, what's going on? Where are you? Or What's up with you? Right. They're communicating about stuff that's going on. So if they say, Hey, no more, no more than two people can be together. Or if you're two people, you got to walk five feet apart. What that, what does that do? That breaks down communication. So it says such as criminalizing public protests, setting up vaccine passport checkpoints on highways, Right now in Vietnam, you cannot drive down the street of Saigon without paperwork. They haven't had a vaccine checkpoint, but you've got to have paperwork from the government to travel on the street of these main cities. And these, are, these aren't these are cities with 100,000 people. These are cities with 10 million people. And they are shutting down everything, including all the business. You think, well, how people are eating. They're not eating much. It's pretty desperate over there. It can happen here. You're so used to going to the store and getting groceries. If this happens here, there will be no groceries on those shelves. The entire network of food distribution will break down quickly. And people will be on, they'll be moving stuff on the black market, and they'll be breaking into 52-foot. That's exactly what happened. If you want to look at Venezuela, there's videos about Venezuela, where finally law-abiding citizens became criminals, and they— they uh, stopped 52-foot truck, tractor-trailer rigs, opened them back up, told the truck driver to get out, and emptied his truck out in the boondocks and, and took, took a, started distributing the food because they, people were starving. They ate their animals there. Uh, when I first started going to Southeast Asia communist countries, there were no animals. They ate them. They were already eating them. F- dogs were—there were no pet dogs in Laos. There were no pet dogs— in China, there were no pet dogs. In Vietnam, today, right before the COVID, they, they all these places are prospering. And in Vietnam, it, it was just it's a sign of prosperity. People have cute little animals, and they're having enough money to feed them, and all that's going to go by the wayside. They the Venezuelans, which is one of the pro, it was the prosperous country in uh, South America. Beca- they they the average person was losing twenty twenty five pounds apiece. They were they were eating all the zoo animals. They were eating all the, the normal animals that you'd keep as pets. They were eating anything they could find. They were eating out of the dumpsters. These are, these are hardworking, good people of Venezuela. This is what happens when communism and socialism takes over. This is where we're headed under uh, a, a demented Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. And do you think they're going to suffer? Not one bit. No, not, the, you're not going to see the supervisors of and Sutter County suffer one bit. These people actually made money on covid they made money on COVID. While, while they shut down people's businesses, the, the, did you know that the uh, superintendent of schools made all their money? They made $200,000 or so a year. Supervisors made 90000 over here in Yuba County, 60000 $70,000 Sutter County. They did not miss a check. They did not miss any insurance payments. They did not miss health insurance. They did not miss anything. Uh, in fact, some of their businesses really profit, profited because they weren't. Co- their businesses were never considered non-essential. Isn't that interesting? So the people in socialist and communist countries at the top in control, the communist party, the people in control, the government, they always are. Uh, they always get the first slice of bread. They always get the cream off the top. And so it says Biden is likely to order truly draconian enforcement such as criminalizing public protests, setting up vaccine passport checkpoints on highways and medically kidnapping anti-vaxxers. Now, it's interesting they use the term anti-vaxxer. Now, that's a uh, that's a uh, manipulation of the term. For instance, to use the term anti-vax is to assume that vaccination is normal. No, what's normal is immune system and the only time we've ever used vaccines in this country is is when we could not could not come up with a med- medical answer we could not come up with a medicine to counteract the illness and so what they've done with covid is they've they've talked about it as if, if it's an unsolvable devastating fatal super contagious illness It's all a public relations scam. Do people get sick? I call it the common cold. Do people get sick from it? Yeah, but they don't die. In fact, I was just listening to Simone Gold, who's a uh, Stanford University trained doctor and attorney. She said that uh, she gave, she was speaking in Reno. I watched her on Facebook. She was speaking in Reno for Joey Gilbert for governor up there. She said people 20 to 50 years of age, uh, that have COVID, that get it, 20 to 50, and have no, don't even go for any treatment, just like, oh, i got a funky cold, and just stay home or do whatever. They just don't do anything for treatment. 99.98% of those will recover. People 50 to 70 that get COVID and get absolutely no treatment, they just ride it out, cure now if i was to tell you like a lot of people are afraid of cancer if i was to tell you don't be afraid of cancer because if you're between 20 and 50 there's a 99.98% cure or 50 to 70 there's a 99.5 you'd feel pretty comfortable right so uh an early treatment of people in my age group which is over 70 Early treatment, in other words, when you get ill, they start giving you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, not waiting till you get so bad like Dr. Lou says. Our doctor, she she says here, she's killing people left and right. She said, oh, just go back to your house and get really sick. And when you really get really sick, then go over to the ICU. And then they'll put you on a ventilator, and then we'll call you a COVID death and earn $39,000. So people 70, uh, uh, 70 years of age and older it's right at 95% cure with, with normal early treatment. In fact, there's doctors in Texas where they encouraged doctors to treat COVID patients that never saw anybody go to the hospital, including really sick people. What I mean really sick, that they had other issues. They had what they call comorbidities, other issues that were trying to take them down like diabetes or cancer or whatever. And they, they treated them in their homes and they were fine. This is not a big deal. The only, the, the variable is how susceptible you are to anything. If you're, if you if you're weak, if you're just hanging on to life, right? You can't breathe. You can't get it. You can't get enough oxygen. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. She says the virus is not the problem; it's individual susceptibility to the virus, and that just means people that are in funky health are always susceptible to anything. I'll give you an example: if you're out of shape and uh, and you have some breathing issues, maybe you have some. I won't even try to guess the different ailments, but you have breathing issues, right? And I say to you, let's let's Saturday let's climb up my, Mount Lassen. Do you, are you gonna go? Probably not, because if you climb one, have you ever watched people climb like a few stairs? Big people, obese people, right? Or people with a breathing problem, and you just go not not even a uh, not even a full flight of stairs, but just say ten stairs. They are like they're it's kicking their rear. Well, that's totally abnormal, because you should be able to go up flights of stairs. And and maybe you'll get a little short of breath, but you're not you're not struggling. So that's what we're talking about here is when your susceptibility is screwed up. It's the same way I was watching the Olympics, and I was watching how fast those, particularly what I like to watch the ladies compete in the sprints, and I was watching how fast they ran. Well, most ladies can't run that fast. Why can't they? Because they're they can't they're not in that kind of good shape, right? So they're they they would just uh, struggle to run down that track and maybe do it in three or four times the time that those ladies that are in high performance, right? So that's what we're talking about here. Uh, she says over the weekend, Simone Gold, in the history of medicine, this is amazing. Doctors have never recommended uh I can't read my writing here. Never recommended vaccines when people had already recovered from, re- recovered from a disease. In the history of medicine, doctors have never recommended vaccines for the person who had already recovered from from something, whatever it was. She said it's not only what she called superfluous, but it's very dangerous to their system. What is being recommended all the way along? Everything that's being recommended by Dr. Liu is killing people, making people sick and killing people. And and doctors that are far smarter. Dr. Liu is a fake doctor. What I mean by that, she's a crackpot and she's a communist shill. The reason I say that is that she may have gone to medical school, but just because you went, go, went to medical school doesn't mean you got jacked deadly. It doesn't mean you're a person of character and doesn't mean that you care about people. And when you have a person that's telling you to stay inside, which is going to compromise your immune system. When you tell people that they can't hug or touch, which is going to compromise their immune system. When you tell people to stand on an X uh, instead of standing next to the person in line. When you tell people to to psychotically wash their hands all day, every one of those things is gonna cause people to be sicker. When you put people in the hospital at the fourth stage or fifth stage of COVID or being sick, and you put them on a vent, that's killing people. When you put people back into rest homes when they've they've been infected with COVID, that's killing a lot of people. And and the liberal states, California, Michigan, New York killed tens of thousands of our grandparents our parents our aunts and our uncles and even our brothers and sisters if they'd been in a bad accident because the the mismanagement medical malpractice and mismanagement listen people quit tiptoeing around the truth just tell things like it is or you're going to get sucked up in this and you're going to get uh you're just going to get hauled off to one of these camps i want to say this again she says, this is Simone Gold. In the history of medicine, doctors have never recommended a vaccine for people that had already recovered. They're recommended everybody get the vaccine, and you have to fight them to not get it with exemptions and all, all other stuff. And when you say, well, my antibodies or my immunity is much greater than the vaccine would give, you can have that checked, you know. They said, we don't care. You have to have the shot. Now, That people, this is just of the devil. That's evil. Now, you may not believe in the devil. I'm telling you that, that evil, like if you go out and see somebody's chop somebody's head off, uh, that's, you may not believe in the devil, but I don't think you think that's a good idea. It's probably evil. But And then where does evil come from? This is evil. And Dr. Lou is at the is pushing this kind of stuff. It's dangerous. Doctors are not supposed to do stuff unless it's it's really needed, unless they know it will really help, and there are not some ugly side effects. So uh, Simone Gold said over the weekend, last weekend at uh, Reno, she said, listen, her call to action is this, and I'm just going to repeat it to you. She said, educate yourself. You need to be looking at clips, video clips. You need to be studying. You need to be, uh, you need to find out what the truth is and hold on to it. Number two, you need to educate others. Number three, you, this is a real fight, and it's not a fight about science. This is now a fight for our freedom. And uh, if you think, oh, this is about, you know, we're just debating vaccines and everybody has an opinion. No, you know, all opinions aren't equal. A lot of people just pull their ignorance. Dr. Lou knows, may know what's going on, but she's a liar. She's a deceiver. And she has got the two boards of supervisors completely deceived. And they, but they're going to be held accountable. Just because they're playing along and saying, "Well, we hired this doctor," and she, you know, we she this is what she told us. The state said, "Listen, th- you cannot play that, supervisors." And I want to tell you, we have the list. We have a list of all the supervisors and all the key leaders: Kevin Mallon in Yuba County, uh, Steve Smith in Sutter County, and and when we win this, and I am fighting to the win, I am going to do my best to hold those people accountable and on a jury trial. Uh, uh, for crimes against humanity. That's just the way this is. You can't just kill people and allow people to die. Tell people to go home. What, tell me what other illness. Cancer, you get a lump. Do they tell you to go home and wait till it's, you got lumps all over your body till it's four stage, then come on in and we'll see what we can do about it. Or diabetes. Oh, you got the big ends of diabetes. Just wait till to see how bad it gets. Then come in with toes are rotten off everything else. don't do that this is crazy what's going on in our in our country in our community i'm talking to you, sutter county people i don't know about what county you're in or out out there around america but you you know you need to bone up on what's shaking and stand up for the truth we'll be right back
4: goodbye my love have My friends.
11: Peggy
2: Hall here from TheHealthyAmerican.org. I'm back with Peggy to the rescue. We are talking all about religious exemptions, and I want to share with you a response that a healthy American got from her boss, and I do believe that this is a government agency, and I want to share with you the shenanigans that they are trying to get away with, and they are not going to get away with it on my watch. You are not going to believe the questions that they asked her. This constitutes retaliation, harassment, intimidation, bullying, coercion, And it is not allowed by law. They are violating so many laws. They have painted themselves into a corner. They have no idea who they're dealing with. And I strictly go by the law. We're not talking about the science, the medicine, any of that. It's your rights, the laws that protect them, and how to defend those rights using those laws. Now, she followed everything I recommend, which is do everything in writing stick strictly to the religious views, don't bring in the science and the medicine and all of that. And you're gonna ask them in advance under what circumstances would they reject this because accommodations are required by law. Imagine that there was a Muslim woman that wore a veil and she had to defend herself and say, no, this is what I really believe. And they kept questioning her on and on and on and on. And that's actually illegal. It is retaliation. It is harassment, it is intimidation, it is threats, it is bullying, and retaliation after you seek your exemption is actually an additional violation of the law. Now, I'm not going to um, share the letter on the screen because I want to keep it confidential, but you are just not going to believe this. This is just, I am flabbergasted, and you know how I get when I'm flabbergasted. So um, I will also tell you, I'm going to do another video about the phrase interactive process please go back and watch my other videos. I told you, you do not have to submit to this. You can do a screening instead, which is non-invasive. I also gave my top three tips to getting the exemption. And now my friend here has followed all of those and they are harassing her and intimidating her. So they want to do the interactive meeting, everything in writing, period. You do not have a meeting. That's where they're going to trip you up. So they start questioning her sincerely held religious beliefs. Your letter indicates that your faith calls for you to stand before him, the Lord, with my face unveiled. What does your faith say about what qualifies as being unveiled? Can you believe this question? That would be like saying to a Muslim who says, I'm required to veil my face or I I do veil my face to honor God. And imagine they said, well, what, what does that mean exactly? Veil your face. Tell us, we don't quite understand what this means, veiling the face. Can you believe this? This is how low these bloodsuckers, that's my term for them, are sinking. It's disgusting, isn't it? I, I, it should come with a vomit warning. And then it says, well, for example, what do you do in your everyday life? Uh, going to the grocery store, getting haircuts, um, attending events, and meetings, etc." So they're threatening her with this tone. So if it were me, and I did give her some advice, luckily she didn't follow because I was a little bit snarky. I would say, you know, this line of questioning is like asking a Muslim woman if she removes her veil when she has sex with her husband. It's a little personal. No, I don't veil my face, period. And then of course they come up, what, what, what about the clear, the clear, what you call it? Uh, no, as I stated in my letter, I don't put on my face. Period. Uh, regarding your beliefs about about testing, and and uh you 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 said you don't want a foreign body to be inserted into your body. Um since you this is this is what they're saying, since you specifically mentioned um grooming, uh do you do you use q-tips? Do you use a toothbrush? Do you use a, a spoon or a fork? She... Um, I would ask them exactly how would I use a spoon and a fork for grooming? Do I use a fork? Am I supposed to use this for my hair? Is that what you you took away, Mr. Manager, that I use a fork for my grooming? Why are you asking me about a spoon and a fork for grooming? Do you use or allow to be used Q-tips, a toothbrush? Well, excuse me, but a toothbrush is not a medical device, and it's not a medical intervention, and it's not taking my DNA for someone else to test it. I mean, think about these bloodsuckers, how evil that they have to sink to this, trying to trip up this young lady, who, by the way, is not being tripped up whatsoever. So a Q-tip is something that I would choose to use, and I certainly don't stick it up my nose. I mean, the whole thing is bizarre, and it goes on and on. Um, it, if this is if, if you're concerned about your nasal passages, um, how does your faith differentiate between your nasal passages and other body orifices? Are you getting my drift? This is despicable, it is disgusting, it is harassment, it is retaliation. I would tell them what they could do with their bodily, their body orifices. That's what comes to mind for me. Gee, this should have come for, with a warning for kids with. for for parents with kids. Yeah, a little bit of a rant, isn't it? You told me to take a couple of days off. I did. I'm back in fighting form. Can I say fighting? Is that still legal? How does your faith guide you? I mean, this is so just um, demeaning and, and despicable. They are ridiculing her. How does your faith guide you regarding any other equipment Necessary to diagnose medical conditions. For example, a glaucoma exam. Well, a glaucoma exam I've had, they don't insert anything into your body. Uh, a dental cleaning. That is my choice to have my teeth cleaned, and they are not inserting anything in my body, and they're not taking my DNA and testing me for it. This is how low these blood suckers are crawling. And it's it's no a surprise because that's what God said to the the um, the evil one that tried to trip us up in the beginning and did um, and then uh, further you say that your body should not be used for uh, medical treatments that are unnecessary how does your faith determine what is necessary or not are not necessary um, can you have a tetanus shot oh, what about um, antibiotics uh, please help us understand any distinctions? So I gave her a lot of responses kind of along the lines that I'm saying right now. Of course, hers were much better uh, created and formed and were not as uh, snarky as mine. And you do wanna make sure that they are the ones that are clearly retaliating. Because if this goes to court, if she is fired, now she has a case saying, look what they did to me. Is that, so I would turn it around and say, If this were a situation of a Muslim veiling her face or a Sikh wearing a turban, would you ask these same questions of that faith member? I would not even answer these. I would spin it around on them and say, where is your authority to ask me these questions? The law says you may make a reasonable inquiry. These are unreasonable. They are ridiculous. They are demeaning and ridiculing, and I will not stand for it. I would not answer any of them these, if that was me. So that's my answer. Uh, She did so very um, eloquently and uh, cordially, and I am fully confident that she will have her religious exemption because it is required by law, period. In every state, please don't email me and say, New York doesn't have religious exemptions. Yes, it does, because it's a federal law. So I'm not talking about K-12. I'm talking about employers, and colleges talking about adults. The government schools are long gone. Your kids should not be in there. This is your uh, you know, wake up call to get your kids out of those schools. There are superior options available. I have many of them at the healthyamerican.org. See you soon, everybody.
5: All right, so I ran across this great photo. I just, when I look at these photos of World War II in the the ghettos, the Jewish ghettos, and the Jewish people in, in camps, or Jews and others in camps. So there's a photo of this man who's dressed in winter clothing, relatively nice clothing and his wife standing next to him and pretty well dressed, not fancy, but dressed for winter in Europe, right? They're Hungarian Jews and they're standing looking into the camera and uh, they're not smiling. They're not frowning. They're just kind of looking, staring at the camera and on their coats is a six point yellow star, and that was the star that was put on Jews to mark them. And kinda of like giving kind of like in Vietnam, if you go go outside, you need papers. But they could as easily put a star on people or a stripe around their arm, right? For to to identify. So these people are identified with this star as Jews. And it says under their photo, quote from a Hungarian Jew from the documentary the last days. He says, people wonder, how is it that we didn't do something? How, why didn't we run away? Why didn't we hide? Well, things didn't happen all at once. Things happened a little at a time or very slowly. So each time a new law or a new rule came out or a new restriction, we said, well, just another thing. It will blow over. What have we been saying, people? Oh well, I think we're. I think school's going to open again. Oh, I think uh, the mask thing. I see less people wearing masks. Oh, well, uh, we can go out of our house now, right? Oh, businesses are allowed to start again, right? So then they say. Then he says, "Well, we just thought we just thought it's another thing, and it will blow over." When we had to wear the yellow star to be outside, we started to worry. I'm going to ask you now, are you worried? Are you thinking this is just a weird thing in 2021 that we've never experienced before? As far as you know, depending on how old you are, but it's going to pass. You think we're going to go back to typical times? Think you're going to make it back there? Or do you think they're now going to, I just saw today, school was starting and now they're closing. Already, cl- Some schools already closed. Why? Oh, there's a big outbreak of COVID. What is COVID? It's all manufactured PR. Do you think this is the first time in history that kids have gotten sick at school? I used to volunteer in school. Kids would get lice, impetigo, uh, ringworms. Colds, the flu. Kids are just they're they're a germ factory, dude. But they're also resilient. So a kid will go out, maybe be out with the flu for a couple of days. He'll be right back, right? And and we didn't notify all the parents. We just said, oh, we got some flu going through the school or whatever. Or maybe your home school teacher is gone. It was no big deal. You just took it in stride, moved on. Oh, that's too bad. Mrs. So and So is is ill today. Now, they have they have uh, cabbaged on to what is normal and called it abnormal, extremely abnormal. And so now everything has to be monitored by the state. Everything has to be managed by the state. If anyone gets ill, which is just a normal illness, we already, already told you what the percentages was, were. It's, you're far more likely, and I, I can back up all these statistics. I'm not blowing smoke. I have no interest in it. It's your high, highly more a lot uh, higher likelihood to be your, your kid killed driving to school with you in a car than he would be of covid. You're not happy with a ninety nine point seven recovery rate with an illness. I'd take that having kids any old day of the week. That's almost like they're never going to die. And yet the state now is saying, oh, well, you have to mandated mask." When we know that masks actually create illness, they actually create staph infections in the skin on the face. They actually cause mental illness, but they're mandating them. We have people that have master's degrees and PhDs, and we have, we have trustees that are going along with it. They have no backbone. They, they ran for office and trustees and supervisors saying, I'm your man, I'm your woman. You can trust me. I'll take an oath. I'll protect you, according to the Constitution, against any threat. And we have a con- conjured up threat, conjured up. And we have an, an, an actually mentally ill Dr. Lu, fake Fong Lu, that is running around scaring the hell out of people. It's totally crazy. She was even got a bunch of principals on the line screaming at them this year or last year about they need to get their kids under control and stop them from congregating. And the kids weren't even in school. She forgot that people are free in this country and they have a right to go wherever they want. Are you taking your freedom for granted that you can get up and drive over to Nevada or drive to Idaho or go to the coast or do this or do that? Are you taking that for granted? Because I know people, my friends in countries like Vietnam, they cannot drive anymore. It's over. Can't you understand that? It's over there. It's only a matter of time here. All can never happen here. Listen, people, how many of you thought that ever we would shut down the, our very neighbors that are on the supervisors board would not shut down their business but would shut down their neighbor's business and call them non-essential, insult them and force them to wear masks and, and berate them for wearing a mask that would cause them to be ill and go along with a nutcase. That is the, the health officer for Yuba County, an absolute nutcase that's at the helm of our health that, that her choices. Let me tell you how stupid this is. People are calling me. My job is saying, Lou, my job is saying, if I don't take, I've worked here for 15 years. I work here for 12 years, 20 years. My job is telling me if I don't get vaccinated, I cannot work here anymore. I love my job. I don't want to quit, but I will. I'm not going to get vaccinated. Let me tell you some of the places that you could go work and not be vaccinated right now. These are some options, right? Because my feeling is tell them to go to hell. Tell them to shove that machine up their ass. That's what I'd tell them to do. And I'd tell them not only that, when I quit, I'm going to do everything in my power to take down this business. Whether it's Adventist health, Peachtree health, Ampla health clinics, uh, schools. I'm going to expose the insides of this business. All the crazy stuff that goes on. I'm going to do whatever I can to destroy you. That's what I'd say. Let me give you a couple options where you can apply for work, where you don't have to be vaccinated. Number one, the white house number two, the centers for D- disease control or normally called the CDC number three, the food and drug administration is not insisting that you be vaccinated. Moderna. Ma- Do you know about Moderna? They, they have one of the vaccines. Moderna has never in the history of their existence produced a drug that has made it to the market. And we're using their vaccine. Their shot. Moderna does not in- insist that you take their own shot. Are you kidding me? Pfizer. You could get a job at Pfizer. And not not take the shot. The World Health Organization will let you work there and not take the shot. Johnson & Johnson, who's got a horrible record with the shot, will allow you to work there and not take the shot. Is something not, are you catching anything yet? Or are you smoking too much weed? Are you taking psychedelics? You drinking a fifth of vodka a day? You can't think anymore? is Is your brain sauced? Are you like, you got the stupid pill? Did you swallow the stupid pill when you joined the military? Or you took the oath? Or you became a cop? Can you not think this through, dude? Or miss? This one lady says, thank God for her. She's called herself Lady Liberty 7. She said, my hubby works for a large automotive group as an auto tech. In other words, a mechanic, right? Last Monday, they were given notice to get vaxxed or get out. I'm telling you, if I was working at a business, they told me that, and they forced it, I would sabotage the entire business. Listen, people, this is a fight. If you think, oh, this is, it's going to all be okay, it ain't going to be okay. If you just sit on your rear end and watch television and eat bonbons, it ain't going to be okay for you. You're going to have to throw down, or you're just going to get swept up and move somewhere else. This last Monday, they were given notice to get vaxxed or else several people walked out. Some said, hell no. Yesterday, that all changed. They changed their mind. No vax required. Listen, people. You're either going to you're either going to figure somebody said to me the other day or actually didn't say it. I read it somewhere or I think maybe Simone Gold said it a while back. Said it. This is 1776 all over again. If you consider those early colonists your forefathers in some sense, they they decided through some really hard, sleepless nights that they were going to take on the most powerful nation in the world that could just come in and kick their rear end. And they decided for a long time they decided we don't think we can pull it off. And they p- kept putting it off, putting it off, put it off. In fact, they thought the the people didn't have a backbone to fight. And even when they did choose to fight, they did not have a hundred percent buy-on. There were people said, no, 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 they they joined they were traitors, they joined with the British. And other people were on the fence. But finally people stood up and they fought and they lost. They lost a lot of their brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and their properties, but they won their fight and they got the freedom. They got a freedom that no other country ever in the history of mankind has had. They won a freedom and they created a constitution to (coughs) ensure that freedom, including for people that were enslaved right amongst them. They said, even those people are going to get free. If we, once we get it all squared away, why am I saying it's 1776 today? Because you have a chance to grow up and grow a pair. Or you can just be a big pussy like a lot of these superintendents of schools and the supervisors that run these two counties and the CAOs, whiners, trying to beg us to wear a funky mask. You people make me sick. You're so, so Ridiculous. You think you're so educated, you're educated beyond your intelligence. You can't even stand up for what's righteous. Our forefathers would spit on your grave. You're disgusting to me. You are selling our counties. You will not stand up. We have to beg you at the council meetings and the and the supervisors me, please. Can't you see this? Can't you see that? Can't you do the science? Can't you see Dr. Lou, what she's doing? Can't you do this? How come you shut down the buildings? How come you won't open the building? You know, this week after all the fighting, this is amazing to me. The two supervisors meetings in our two counties, both closed. You think what, what happened? Did the building burn down? Did the supervisors all get in a car wreck at a conference? No, you know what it was? A couple staff members in Yuba County. You know, the magic thing is if you want to shut the whole building down, just say you got COVID. Because people have been so indoctrinated. It's like you got syphilis and you peed all over their sandwich. Come on, people. Grow up. Two people, staff people in Yuba County get COVID. Key staff people. And they shut down the supervisors' meeting to public participation. They didn't have any public meeting. They had to zoom it. And I talked to them. I said, "For goodness sakes, did we did we have Yuba County starting in 1850, like when we became a state, or was it before that? I don't even know. Let's just say Yuba County's been here 150 years. We've been through like the Civil War." all kinds of wars world war 1 world war 2 K- korean war vietnam war all kinds of other deals right plagues all kinds of stuff how many supervisors meetings did we ever shut down oh well you know we a couple of our key people you telling me if a couple key people what if a supervi- what if two supervisors got run over on the and died on the way to the meeting would we shut the meeting down we still have three people Are you getting my drift? It's become so easy to cut off the constitutional rights of the people. Why? Because they don't consider the Constitution of any importance anymore. And they're running it on their rules. They just make up rules as they go along. And and you know what they do? They got five attorneys plus all these words. They got a multi-million dollar bunch of attorneys over there. They just make up rules and tell them, oh, that you can do that. Whatever they tell them to do, it has nothing to do with the Constitution. It's what it, they tell them to do, the, these attorneys on staff, they just do. So two people get sick that are staff members, and they have no ability. They have 1,000 employees in Yuba County, and they have no ability to backfill and run that meeting and have a public meeting. So everybody—now, next week— they said, well, we can't have a meeting next week because the the elections people need our big hall that we meet in to do the recall. I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. No business would ever do this. You know, if if, if your business got shut down because of a flood or a fire, you would just move and start operating in another building or put up a tent. But these guys... There's there's big rooms in the government center and the old building, you know, for decades they met in the third story of the courthouse. Why don't they go over there and have a meeting? But these guys get ninety thousand dollars a year to meet a couple times a month at a at a public meeting. And that's the only time the public gets in on this and they don't like the public confronting them. They don't like it. So any chance they get, they shut the meeting down. So now two weeks in a row, you began, Oh, well, we had a couple of people sick this week so we can't meet. Oh, then next week we're going to have, we're going to, the elections clerk needs a big room. We're going to give her our room. Well, I know there's other rooms right in that building. They could set up their tables and we could come in and sit and talk to them. There's not that many people in those rooms. Oh, well, technology, Hey, screw technology. You know, we did a hundred years or so without any technology and ran the, the the county really well in Sutter County. I don't know whether Matt Conant got sick or he came in the presence of some that was sick. And so Dan Flores makes the call. He's another supervisor to shut the media. What in the world is going on? You can't get sick or is it just the COVID magic? Oh, that's a killer COVID. When scientists are telling you that there's a 99% Curate. Let me tell you something. Dan Flores went in for a heart surgery. There is not a 99.7 cure cure rate on a heart repair. Dude, that just, sh- I, you know, love you and all that stuff, Dan. But uh, in fact, I may die before you, dude, you're a lot younger than I am, but you are a lot better off getting COVID than you are getting your chest popped open, dude. And to shut the meeting, you just disgraced the very constitution that you said you were going to support. One person gets, I don't care whether the whole staff got exposed to COVID. You guys are playing a game of charades or a fraud on a whole bunch of us. Gal says, I'm an RN of 10 years and I'm being fired December 1. I'm not political. I don't watch the news. I do my job. I go home to my family. I love caring for others from every walk of life, and I take the responsibility very seriously. Last year, I worked the floor. No one else wanted to. I have my own medical issues, but I willingly worked that floor. I sat face-to-face with your loved ones without fear because I trust science when it says its survival rate is greater than 99%. However, I don't judge anyone who is scared. If I hadn't seen all the things I've seen with my own eyes, I would probably be scared too. Most of my patients walked out of the front door. Yes, it's real. Some became extremely ill and have long lasting effects. Even some succumbed. But most people walked right out that door. This year, I'm working in the ER and will be fired December 1st for refusing a vaccine. How is it possible that I worked the entire past year, most shifts on said floor, many times without proper equipment and without the shot? But today, I'm expendable. I stand for freedom. You have the right to disagree with me and I still will still support your right to your opinions. I will never in caps agree to force anything on anyone. I support your right to choose the vaccine for you and your family. My choice after what I personally witnessed is to abstain until long-term studies have been conducted. I could share story after story about the adverse effects I have personally witnessed in my in my unit. But I'm not because it is your choice and you've most likely already made up your mind. If you haven't, I encourage you to research and dig deep. Talk to people who are on the front lines. I am here today asking you to stand for freedom for us all. If this is forced, what is next? Then after that, what freedoms will our our children have to fight for? Don't let this fall on them. This is simply about freedom. Much love. Listen, it's all about freedom. We're taking a break right now and then
3: we'll be right back.
11: People get ready.
4: There's a train coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the deeds of harmony.
12: You don't need no ticket. Oh, hi there. Do you want to be successful in life like I am? Well, we did the research and the results are in. There's no possible way to be happy or successful in life unless you go into crushing debt to attend a four-year university. Still not convinced? Well, here are seven reasons you must go to college if you ever hope to be successful in life. Number one, attending college will ensure you enter the workforce with almost zero of those annoying practical skills. You know, skills like Working class peasants who make 200000 per year installing HVAC systems, you don't need that. You'll amass mounds of crippling debt, which is a great life lesson in poor decision making. Plus, crippling student loan debt will keep you from buying a house, which is good because houses are a lot of work. Number three, you might meet your future spouse, passed out in a puddle of vomit at a party. And if you get married, you could start your life with two times the student loan debt the American dream. Number four, unlimited frozen yogurt at the food court. And get this, for only 40,000 per year, practically pays for itself. Number five, you get to experience the joy of paying $300 for a textbook on gender studies you'll never read. And after you graduate, you can look forward to a lifetime of fundraising calls to help students pay for their $300 gender studies books. And number six, Learning new life hacks, like putting bounce dryer sheets behind a fan to overcome the smell of your roommate who never showers. Invaluable knowledge. Number seven. If you acquire a graduate degree, Starbucks might let you become a shift manager and you can match the career earnings of a postman when you're 56 and really make bank in your 60s. Need we say more? There's no question that a college degree is your ticket to success. Now get out there and make your mark on the world. And please,
1: no whip on my latte. It is being widely reported that Subway franchises, particularly in red states across the nation, are calling their headquarters to immediately terminate their relationship with the ultra-woke soccer player Megan Rapino. Now, as many of you know, Rapino has been starring in Subway's latest ad campaign, but that's been turning off a number of Subway customers, so much so that Subway franchise owners have been calling for the commercials to be canceled. The owners reportedly are getting tons of complaints from angry customers who have pledged to boycott Subway until they ditch Rapino. So for example, one owner reported getting a letter taped to the door of his Subway shop which read, quote, Boycott Subway until Subway fires the anti-American Megan Rapinoe, the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem. And so more and more owners have become increasingly vocal in that they feel like they have to advocate for their customers and tell headquarters to pull these advertisements. They're simply bad for business because while the woke left may admire Rapinoe, there are plenty of Subway customers that find her vile and repulsive.
11: Once a stronghold of forces loyal to captured dictator Saddam Hussein, the city of Tikrit here in northern Iraq is now firmly under the control of American forces. Or is it? These members of the Iraqi resistance movement, still loyal to Saddam Hussein, think otherwise.
5: The Americans tell lies.
4: Each day our forces grow stronger. Each day we move closer to our goal of driving the infidel... What are they?
11: Nothing. Carry on.
4: Uh, Driving the infidels from our motherland. Uh, We are not afraid to Are they subtitles? (laughs) They they are, aren't they? No. What do I need subtitles for? Can't you understand what I'm saying? I studied English at the bloody American University in Cairo.
11: Well, obviously, I can understand what you're saying. Do oh, t- you, you see
4: how they condescend to us with these subtitles. Oh,
7: maybe it's a uh, teletext, you know, for the hearing impaired. Oh, teletext? No, a lot of TVs come with teletext nowadays. Uh, wait,
4: wait, wait, say something again. My friend has an 80 Hey, how two come two he doesn't need subtitles? Well, obviously, he's comprehensible. No, oh, and I'm not! Look, if I he... speak... Perfect English. She sells seashells by the Pick <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled Pickle peppers. Round the ragged rocks, the rag... Oh.
11: <laughs> the situation remains as dangerous and volatile as ever here in northern Iraq. While the rebuilding continues...
4: What? what? I can't understand you speak English. I'm wearing yourself down yourself. you think you're so good. Look <laughs> at
11: Carry so Kerry Towns, Iraq. Shut up! <laughs>
5: all right welcome back uh this is our fourth segment you're listening of course to uh no hostages radio and uh i want to just read this quote from c.s lewis uh some of c.s lewis's stuff is a little deep it takes you to pause and think about things as you read it but some things are very easy and uh I won't spend a lot of time. I got a lot to cover. But I just want to read this quote to you from C.S. Lewis. It applies to what we're going through today. He says, when the whole world is running towards the cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. And we have had people at the church I attend. We stayed open the entire time. And uh, we have had threats. We've had death threats. We've had the sheriff called. We've had Newsom group call from sacramento we've had all kinds of crazy antifa everything and uh uh so bring it on baby okay so i was sent i got a list of of pfizer investment uh chinese people from all over china that are working in the pfizer group so you just it's interesting how we have these vaccines quote unquote that aren't vaccines they're they're a gene uh therapy changing your dna changing your immune system and and with this whole thing started over in China, but we have all these Chinese people that are higher ups in the Pfizer group, over 50 of them. I have a list of them here, their names and the city they're from and the whole thing. And it's just uh, I'm not going to read them. It uh, wouldn't make any sense to you and it doesn't make any sense to me. It just it's just to point out uh, the interconnectedness uh, and corruptness and the incestuous nature of this political takeover of the United States of America now i want to I want to mention that September fourteenth is recalled Newsom. You can vote right now I already voted in it uh, I voted on Yuba county, and uh people are wondering, is my vote going to be stolen i don't know i don't know I just voted, and uh, i voted uh, i'm always voted absentee for many, many years because I used to travel out of the country a lot didn't know where I was going to be when so I voted. And uh, But I voted and hand-delivered my b- ballot <clears throat> to the Yuba County Clerk's Office. There's a ballot drop box in the parking lot, dropped it in there. And within 24 hours, I was called, I was text, and I was uh, emailed with this fact. They had received my ballot, and they had counted my ballot. So that was comforting, right? I don't believe that the steal on the election will happen at the local level. I think the steal will happen uh, enough to get enough votes to throw the election. The steal will happen electronically. Um, uh, Dominion, the Dominion voting systems um, of the 58 counties, I think I counted. I, I used to have the list of all the counties in which machines are using. I just don't know where it's stacked right now but it seemed like about 38 of the 58 or 40 of the 58 counties were using dominion, something around like that. So my hunch is that the dominion, uh, ch- cheating will occur, uh, in the technological aspect. In other words, I'll flip the votes in the technology or the computers, and it won't happen at the local County level. A lot of people are focusing on the two local County clerks. I do not believe they're they have the ability or the desire to, uh, to throw this election at the Yuba county center county level the election if if anybody 's going to throw it 's going to be down in Southern California where massive populations are if you 're going to do it with the the ballots themselves, but all you have to do is flip the numbers in the computer that 's exactly what they did to trump so uh anyway, vote and uh, everybody oh there's I heard people the other day we were out standing in front of the uh, supervisors meeting having our own meeting. We had almost a hundred people show up at both supervisors meetings when they said they're going to close their meeting. And so some of us, uh, zoomed off our cell phones and talked to them wherever they were sitting. And, uh, we had our own meeting, our own signs out in front of the, uh, and to shame them for their, uh, listen, this is serious stuff, folks. Uh, we're talking about taking care of our government business. That's the public's business. They do not, the supervisors do not own that property. The people of Yuba County own that property. There are keys to that property, but we have a right to go in that building and, and to uh, frequent that building whenever we want uh, within reason. And we have a right to attend meetings. We have a right to attend school board meetings. They recently just opened up, I noticed, the Marysville Joint Unified Systems meetings. They were, they've been doing Zoom forever, and they had a lot of speakers there, I heard. So listen, this is shameful What's going on. They have lost their way. The supervisors have lost their way. They do not respect the people, the constituents that they swore. They swore an oath to protect against domestic and foreign. they protect the constitution, support the constitution, right? They do not do that. At the drop of a hat, any excuse, like for instance, even, even uh, they have closed meetings when people have died. And they close in memory of the person. Why don't they just, if a important person dies, I mean, even a president dies, they don't shut down the meeting. For goodness sakes, an ex-president, they don't even shut down the meeting. They just shut, close in memory of it. This is the most unprecedented and bizarre thing I have ever seen since living here. It's crazy. I want to uh, mention some people that uh, are important to me and uh, help us and in. in these guys aren't helping me so much. They aren't helping me on the radio show, but they're new business and they're red hots. They're fired up and they're doing a great job. They're very talented. They're super talented guys. It's Will Fanning and Josh James. And they put together a business. Will's uh, been working in this before. They aren't novices. They are not novices. And they call themselves all power services. And they're located on 1469 Stewart road in Yuba city. And um, you can email them if you want to uh, inquire about what they're up to or if they do what you want them to do at All Power One Four Six Nine. Their their street address: All Power One Four Six Nine at gmail.com. Their their phone number is five three zero eight four four zero three four seven. Now this is a cool thing; they can fix anything that, that you got. So if you if you got a tractor, if you've got a weed eater, if you've got a mower, if you've got a, a chainsaw, if you've got a uh you know any kind of all-terrain vehicle uh boat motor they they do all that kind of repair and uh, they also do fabrication steel fabrication they're amazing welders and uh uh, you just have to go out to their shop and see what they got going on they're impressed so some of my friends run a and e uh tree trimming or a and e something i can't remember what, what the full term is but they do big big jobs for for pacific gas and electric trimming trees and and they got huge number of employees and they dropped off like 40 chainsaws the other day that needed to be uh repaired some of them came in in pieces some of them needed tuned up you know uh sharpened tuned up they weren't running right and uh you know when you're under pressure you just set the broken one aside and grab a fresh one And so they brought all their problems over to these guys and they're slicking them up and putting them out and keeping everybody working. So I'll power services, check them out, give them a chance. You got some broken weed eater. You think, should I just junk this or should I buy a new one? What should I do? They do custom welding, fabrication, power tools, power power sports, service, repair, the whole thing. So check them out. The new business in town, and uh, but I know them, and they've done uh, work for me out at Church of Glad Tidings. They did some metal fabrication, did a super-duper job, and now they're going to help me rehab the skate park at Glad Tidings. There's some uh, welding that needs to be done on the fence out there and, and just repair. We're going to upgrade it so it makes make it look hot for the kids, really super-duper. So... Uh, they're helping me there, so I'm giving a shout out on uh, the website and on the show uh this Saturday so the other thing is um Dr. Cassie and I are having a great time helping uh we were out i helping people off the street drug addicts uh people that are homeless and and uh, sick and so Dr. Cassie works at peachtree health and uh so the number over at Peachtree Health is five three zero seven four nine three two four two when you ask, just ask for Cassidy, if you're just sick, just say, I, I'm just ill. If they say, oh, he's not taking any more patients, then then I want you to text him and text this number because he'll take you. Even though the front office doesn't know what they're doing. It's just sad. I, I'm not I'm not going to comment on it. It's just it's dysfunction in our society. But uh, if you're just generally sick or you got some issues, personal issue, just say, I don't feel well. I need to talk to Dr. Cassidy. But if you have an addiction, say I, I have addiction issues. I want to talk to Dr. Cassidy and uh if if they jack you around at the front entrance at Peachtree 7493242 if they jack you around on the phone trying to get an appointment then text him at 530-682-8648 and just say your name uh, you're trying to get an appointment and uh, and whatever the, the reason, and he'll call you and set you up. If all else fails, just dial me up, 530-713-1838. I just met with a guy on the street. He got hit by a train, lost a, lost a the part, lower part of his leg a few months ago, and uh, he's strung out on opiates and uh, trying to get him to come in. Don't be living out there anymore behind dumpsters. We got you. you. You got a future and uh laid him out a plan and um and he's he'd had some health nurses stop by and they were kind to him the uh, traveling nurse i thought of they call her the street nurse from uh, Adventist, which is cool uh but we we're out there trying to help him get into a uh care detox him get him into rehab and uh get him a prosthesis or prosthetic whatever you call it a, a leg a new foot foot and leg and get him on his feet and uh, you know, that's what it's all about, people. They're in nothing like that. <laughs> you know, to me, if I get him into Cassidy's care and get him up and having a new life, I'd trade that for a million dollars. Easy. Uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, anyway, if you need help, if, if any of your people need help, you give us a call, and we'll get you the help you need, okay? Uh, the other day, uh, Nellie uh, Garcia from North Valley Paralegal she and her sister stopped in, brought me food, brought me chicken and mole over here at the house. We ate dinner together. I thought, well, that's the way I got to see these girls. They stop in and visit. And uh, so Nellie said she's very busy. North Valley Paralegal, if you want good paralegal work, you need any kind of legal work, give her give her a call first. It's going to be done quicker, better, cheaper than with an attorney. So 530-751-9289. It's 751 Sutter Street. It's right there across from Pepsi-Cola, down there in Sutter Street. Right across the street, uh, North Valley Paralegal, 751 Sutter. Okay, call her up and see what she can do. Also want to give Bill Artemico a shout-out. He's got one of the—I think he's got one of the oldest, longest-running plumbing operations— thrifty rooter he started it over 40 years ago what what a he should have a lot of pride for that I mean a good good be proud of it. I mean he started that and he's kept that business it's not easy to run a business I've done them and I looked. you look at his website he's got a lot of cool employees picture of his employees right on the front of the website his picture's not there which I thought was cool as well I think it's just his folks and uh, because they're doing all the work but way to go thrifty rooter and they do all kinds of things from you know we used to use them in fact we still probably use them and if we ever need a septic tank pumped and or if we need a drain cleaned out and uh, so five three zero six seven three eight two zero one. they do all kinds of plumbing and uh, line clearance septic pumping it's like invaluable service 6738201 and the other plumber that helps us here is the plumbing doctor Ted Holmes he's always over here fixing my stuff between him and Dave Greenwich they patch me together i i tell people i surround people by the best i have a team of professionals that just come in here and fix what needs fixing so uh plumbing doctor 6719111 530 area code so they're around 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Plumbing Doctor 530 671 So Dave Greenitz Construction, I mentioned him earlier. He's uh he you just have to go to davegreenitzconstruction.com, okay? Green with ETZ on the end or you could go to Dave, sorry, greenitzconstruction.com, not dave greenitz. greenitzconstruction.com or you could go over to dave greenitz construction uh, facebook page and uh, you can see his work so go see his work and see what you think and if you're going to spend a lot of money in your house and fix up your bathroom fix up your kitchen make it look amazing make it look to, like 2010 uh, or 2020 2030 upgrade it right to from the 1980s or 70s or 60s or 50s uh you know you're not going to find anybody any better than this guy so um if you want the best uh, you can you can email him off those platforms or just dial him at 682-9602. You can text or call that number, 682-9602. And finally, Monty Hecker and uh, Elite Universal Security. And uh, if you need a job, they'll put you to work. And, and uh, in fact, I think the plumbing doctor and thrifty router are advertising for people as well, workers. And uh, Elite Universal Security, I know, wants workers. There's everybody. I, I could... Within a block of me, there's three or four companies trying to hire people around here. With one block, I'm downtown Marysville. And Elite Universal Security puts you to work. Or uh, if you've got a problem, they'll solve it for you. If it's a security, security, a security problem. So uh, they're located in Yuba County, but they are working all over Northern California. So if you hear about this uh, somewhere else in Northern California uh, and you want to go to work, and learn some security business, give them a call at 530-749-0280. So, okay, there you have that. So thank you, everybody, for helping us, and uh, we have some bills to pay every month. It's not huge, and we don't – anyway, I won't go into detail, but it's – we're not making any money on this deal. We're just covering all the bills. So far, my dad taught me many years ago, my dad and mom – they said, pay your bills, all your bills, pay them on time, pay them. And don't, don't string people out, right? The Bible says the same thing. When you have a worker at the end of the day, pay them, don't string them out. Kevin Kiley said this. I like this. Kevin Kiley's running for governor. He's a assemblyman. I think he's in the sixth district. Uh, James Gallagher up here in Yuba is the third district. If I'm not mistaken, 6th District is, uh, if if that's the number, uh, his district is kind of around the perimeter of Sacramento and then up into the foothills, uh, to the Sierra Nevada foothills, Kevin Kiley. And he's running for—he uh, he graduated up there. He was valedictorian up there in the high school, and um, he was a national debate champ. He's done a lot of interesting things he's accomplished. And uh, so he went to— uh, Harvard graduated and got his uh, bachelor's, and then he went on to Yale and got his law degree. Then he went on to Loyola Marymount and got a teaching credential so he could teach English. And for a few years, if you've ever heard of Teach America, that means uh, they took young teachers, young, good teachers, and and asked them to go into some really tough schools where they were having a tough time finding good teachers, and they put them in there to see what they could if they could inspire the kids. And so he taught English, uh, for a number of years. Then he was, a, I was just watching him do a talk on Facebook and he was a prosecutor for the AG's office, attorney general's office for a while. So then he went into, uh, ran for office and he's been in in office about four or five years, I think now. So anyways, running against uh, governor Newsom and, um, uh hurry's running to not against newsom but to replace him so there's two votes one newsom stays or goes yes he goes uh no he stays uh and then you pick from about 40 some people and uh, most people are pretty overwhelmed by the names but kevin codley's the most skilled to take over and all you have to do is listen to what he says he would do in the state compared to the other ones the other ones are all over the place they don't know what they do in fact they're not going to do it. the only this election whoever gets elected if if newsom is thrown out will only be in office for 11 months i think or 13 months and then they'll have to run that there'll be another election because newsom's second term is over so uh so Kevin Kiley said this, "I love this because most people don't think of this and i when he said this, I began to think about how I thought about the various governors that have been in office in my lifetime in California because i am a I'm a born and bred Californian. He says Kevin Kiley says you should be able to think about your governor with pride, but you shouldn't and i and I say that whether you're uh no matter what a what political party or even if you're not affiliated with anybody I think we should be able, if if men and women are people of integrity, no matter what policies they have, we should be able to think about them in a sense of pride. But you shouldn't have to think about your governor much at all. Isn't that interesting? You And I, I thought about governors over the years, Reagan, uh, Duke Magian. Uh, I don't remember much about Pat Brown, Jerry Brown's father. But I like the idea you shouldn't have to think about your governor much at all. Why? Why would you say that? Because the governor really shouldn't be making all the decisions. That's your representatives in the assembly and the Senate that passes that pass legislation and change the way the government operates and also chooses how we spend money. It's not the governor's job. And the and what's happened is, is Governor Newsom, if it's why Kylie sued Governor Newsom, because He usurped or he took away all the powers of the Assembly and the Senate during COVID and justified it. In other words, he's saying, well, the Constitution works in peacetime, but when there's an emergency, the Constitution doesn't work. That is not true. The Constitution is for difficulties, chaos, peacetime, wartime. We'll be right back. We're ending our our fourth segment, and we have uh, two more to go. Okay,
0: be right back.
9: It is time for General Milley to retire and spend more time with his white rage. I've had enough of the woke, critical race theory generals. I miss the fighting class, and you know what? The men and women who wear the uniform, the military families that support them, they are the best among us, and they inspire the best within us. I have a message to all of the veterans and all of the active duty who have participated in the global war on terror. You are heroes. We love you. We rely on you. We have always relied on you. And as we build our country into the best, most virtuous country that it can possibly be, we will rely on our military and our veterans, to be great entrepreneurs, to climb the corporate ladder, to be great spouses, great family members, great community members. I come from Florida's first congressional district. It is the home of the <laughs> highest concentration of active duty military and veterans in the country. We are proud of you, we love you, and we will always stand with you. But their leaders at the Pentagon. Did you see General Milley get out there and say, we planned for everything except an immediate Taliban takeover. The thing you should have planned for was an immediate Taliban takeover. You're telling me that was the one thing you didn't plan for? We could have told you that. I told General Milley that that is precisely what would happen because you know what? There is something special about this country. There are far too many people in Washington who really don't think you're all that special. They think that they can go build Jeffersonian democracies out of sand and blood and Arab militias in the Middle East. They think that we can go and create the 13 colonies out of the caves of Central Asia. You see, the Cheneyistas and the Boltonistas want Republicans to return to the neoconservative mean. The reality is President Trump was right. He, know how to, he knows how to deal with a bully. You punch him in the face and you let him get, think twice before they mess with America again. You don't move in with them for 20 years to try to realign their worldview.
8: Where the hell have you been? Everywhere I look, you're not where I need you to be. It's not my imagination. Now, where the hell do you go every day?
6: To the bathroom, sir
8: the bathroom to the damn bathroom for 40 minutes a day what are you doing there we're t-minus zero here i put a lot of faith in you
6: there's no bathroom for me here
8: what do you mean there's no bathroom for you there
6: here. there is no bathroom there are no colored bathrooms in this building or any building outside the West Campus, which is half a mile away. Did you know that? I have to walk to Timbuktu just to relieve myself. And I can't use one of the handy bikes. Picture that, Mr. Harrison. My uniform, skirt below my knees, my heels, and a simple string of pearls. Well, I don't own pearls. Lord knows you don't pay colors enough to afford pearls. And I work like a
4: dog, day and night, living off a coffee from a pot none of you want to touch!
6: So, excuse me if I have to go to the restroom a few times a day
5: for all the candidates, uh, with uh, Simil and Kiley to to begin. The DEA,
10: uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration, reports that cartels from Mexico, South, and Central America are the biggest drug threat to the United States. Uh, There's an
5: avalanche of cocaine and deadly fentanyl that's that's coming into this country. And unfortunately, the DEA says that California is at the epicenter of the cartel's malign activity uh, here in our state. There are parents today outside of this library in the parking lot who've lost children to fentanyl, and they're protesting and asking for for relief from Sacramento. If elected governor, what would you do to stop this avalanche of drugs and stop the cartels from coming into our states? Thank you.
10: Well, thank you. And It's a very important question, and I was just at an event for parents in my own district whose son tragically uh, died of fentanyl uh, late last year who would have been a senior, would have just graduated from Whitney High School in Rockland, and this is an issue that is affecting more and more families uh, throughout the state. So public awareness is a very big part of it. Obviously, a lot of the issues at the border are, are, exist on the federal level, but there are things that we can do at the state level as well. For example, laws like the Sanctuary State absolutely need to be rolled back, which have gotten in the way of our law enforcement in order to keep folks who are dangerous to our community out and to actually enforce the law and keep our communities safe. I'll also note that California has made changes to our drug laws that have been entirely counterproductive. I was a prosecutor before I ran for office. I was a deputy attorney general for the state and I saw right before I ran in 2016 that recent changes to our criminal law were having a devastating impact on the safety of our communities. It's taken Gavin Newsom five years now with a pending recall to finally realize there is a problem and say that he's tough on crime. Prop 47 to take one example has made it so you can't charge someone with a felony for even using class say drugs. That's why we have open drug use on our streets. It's also why prosecutors no longer have the leverage to actually force offenders into drug treatment, so they're not given the tools they need in order to turn their lives around. It's a lose lose. It hurts public safety, and it hurts the offenders themselves, and we make far too many of those lose lose choices in California.
5: So Kylie says you should be able to think about your governor with pride, but you shouldn't have to think about your governor much at all. Everything should just work. In other words, everything in government should just work. Doesn't that seem reasonable? Same way in your business. Your business should, when you put everything in place and everybody's doing their job, as an owner, if everybody's trained, it's like Bill Artamico. I was looking at his website with a thrifty rooter and I looked at all his employees. Now, if all those employees know what they're doing and they get to work and they know what time to come, know what time to leave, know what to do. when there's a problem. It just works. And it's not drama, 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 right? Kylie says, everything should just work on a good government, right? That's governance. That's good governance. He said, your life, should be yours to live. He's talking about the citizens. In other words, we shouldn't be always freaked out about our government. We shouldn't always be nervous about our government. We shouldn't always be panicky about our government. Oh my God! There's another. There's another law they just passed. Now we got to fight, fight, fight. Or every every week there's new laws that we have to run down to Sacramento to 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 do something with. Or, oh my goodness, the governor just spent a billion of our dollars unauthorized on faulty masks, right? It's just like, it was just like every week Newsom's doing something like that. Kylie says, let me just say it to you. You should be able to think about your governor. You should be able to think about him with pride. Be proud of him. Like, we got a good governor. He's like a, he's like a compassionate guy. He's an honest guy. He's, he works well with the legislature. He's reasonable, Right. He's moral. This guy's screwing everything he can find down there. He said, but you shouldn't have to think about your governor much at all. Isn't that great? You should be able to live your own life in peace here. I wonder what it's like. I, I saw a picture of Christy Noam, the governor of South Dakota, hugging this little boy who started a lemonade stand out uh, where the Sturgis motorcycles come through, and uh, he just said, free lemonade donation, asked. And and uh he was trying to accomplish a few things he wanted to help st jude's hospital he wanted to buy himself a little motorbike and <clears throat> he wanted to um uh, he wanted to save for college and he ended up earning over thirty thousand dollars and christy Nome showed up and took a photo with him got down she was all dressed like a cowgirl had her levi's on and, and button up shirt and a cowboy hat on and i just thought i wonder if i lived in south dakota whether i'd wake up each morning whether it what stupid thing Christy Nome is doing now, I don't think I'd think that right, because she believes in freedom, and uh schools stayed open in South Dakota. business stayed open in South Dakota. by the way, you business people, your sheriffs were never going to arrest you for closing your business. Do you know that you let you let uh, Doctor. Lou jack you around and and spin a lie for you. And so if you lost your shirt, you lost 100 grand, you you closed your business, you went bankrupt. I know some people I talked to, they went bankrupt at, you know, recreation businesses for kids. You could, you know, you shouldn't have closed. You could have stayed open. But the other thing that Dr. Lou did is she threatened people and told people they were going to die. So even if you stayed open, maybe you weren't going to have any business anyway, right? Because people are so scared they stayed home so everybody's conscious every day about governor newsom he needs to go people vote him out vote kevin Kylie in I, trump's four years went by so fast for me that uh some of, i can't even believe that some of his department heads are gone and ben carson's one of them i still think of him as the head of health and, uh housing and urban development and uh such a brilliant guy and so proud of him and his accomplishments you know of in medical science and uh, led the world in terms of uh neurosurgery he says we've been conditioned to think our our own, that our only po- sorry let me start again we've been conditioned to think that only politicians can solve our problems i'll say that again we've been conditioned to think that only politicians can solve our problems but at some point maybe we will wake up and recognize that it was the very politicians who created these problems. Come on, people. We got to quit voting the same people in. You, you think, oh, how come our government's so screwed up? But when you get down to vote, you vote for Susie Jones or Bill Flores or something and keep putting the same back. At some point, you just say, I'm done. I'm done with you. I want somebody to try somebody new. They can't do any worse than you have. You haven't, done, you haven't been able to do anything. Some of you might know Ted Nugent. He was an old rock and roller. Very sharp guy. And, you know, sometimes you can sell some of these rockers short. Some of them can't find their rear with both hands. They've done too much LSD. But Ted Nugent says, why do I have to stay home just because you're scared? How about you stay home? You stay in your own house indefinitely. You wear a mask. You social distance yourself from me. You avoid restaurants. You avoid baseball games. You stay off the roads. You avoid malls and beaches and parks. I'm done playing your dumb game. I'm no longer going to be a prisoner of your fear. I'm no longer staying in my house or catering to you because you're scared. Your fear is not an excuse to destroy America. Come on, people. Your fear is not my fear. And your fear does not have the right to interfere with my life my job, my income, or my future as a free American citizen. I want to uh, mention also that uh, I want to read you, you know, somebody uh, made a comment yesterday at a meeting I was at where, where uh, was our situation with Biden that, that God really is in the business of, of putting people in positions in the world And sometimes he allows a person to get in a position that is a, that's a bad person to bring judgment on the country. And, uh, many people, many of my friends and I believe that the United States is under judgment for, for its uh, evil ways and murdering innocent babies and, uh, abusing other people, you know, abusing people and, uh, being corrupt, I mean, the amount of of pedophilia, the Podesta brothers, Hillary Clinton, I mean, we could just go on and on down the line, Anthony Weiner, uh, Weinstein, the Hollywood guy, I mean, we got so many perverts, I I mean, I'm even talking, if we just looked at the legislatures, we got so many perverts in the legislature, you remember all down in Sacramento, how many women were saying that they were being groped and molested and jerked around by these senators, assemblymen, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's disgusting. We shouldn't have to be embarrassed about our representatives. We should kick them out. So I read this uh I read this really cool story and it it shows how God is involved in our lives and it says against all odds on August 9, 1942 navy signalman third class Elgin Staples was aboard USS Astoria off the coast of Guadalcanal when the ship was attacked by Japanese cruisers the attack provoked devastating explosions wounded and surrounded by water coming from every direction Elgin quickly grabbed his inflatable rubber life belt, and strapped it on. More than 200 crewmen died in the attack and and, and, uh, sinking of USS Astoria, but thanks to his life belt, Elgin survived. He was later rescued by the destroyer USS Bagley. Shortly after, Elgin closely examined the life belt that had saved him and was surprised to see that it had been manufactured in his hometown of Akron, Ohio, by the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. He also noted and it noticed an inspector's number. You know how you ever had a shirt or a piece of clothing, and you're looking at it, and there's a little deal in it, it says inspected by number 156 or something? So he says he also noticed an inspector number on the label. When Elgin returned to Akron, he told his mom about the terrible night, and she informed him that while he was overseas, she had taken a wartime job at the Firestone plant. Stunned, Elgin quickly took out the life belt from his duffel bag and said, Take a look at this, Mom. It was made right here in Akron at your plant that you worked at. After reading the label, she looked at Elgin with tears in her eyes and said, Son, I'm, I'm an inspector at Firestone. This is my inspection number. Without saying another word, Mom and Son fell into each other's arms. You know, life is so amazing. Just, Just an amazing thing. Aaron Singerman, Singerman uh, pull, says pulls, uh, he puts on these big events called RedCon One, and they're big bodybuilding competitions, and he uh, has Arnold Schwarzenegger involved in them. So I don't know whether you heard recently, but Schwarzenegger uh, was being interviewed on CNN, and um, he called people who don't wear masks schmucks. And Schwarzenegger also said, screw your freedom, arguing that mask mandates are like traffic laws. Now, I didn't think, you know, I didn't vote for Schwarzenegger when he ran after we threw Governor Gray Davis out in 2003. It was a tragedy that he got in the race and was elected. We may have had Tom McClintock if he hadn't have done that. But I didn't know he was so stupid. Now, obviously, he's smart in other ways, like in bodybuilding and how to eat and how to train and how to how to become the best in his competition. He won his his uh, competition. You know, he's at the top of his field. Uh, he was a great actor, a lot of interesting, right? He knows how to act. He knows how to read lines. He knows how to do all that. But in terms of... Calling people, saying that a mask, wearing a mask is like a traffic law, this guy just doesn't know what he's talking about. It's sad. It's really sad. So anyway, the founder of Supplement Maker, the Supplement Maker's name is called uh, Recon One, Redcon One. And um, he announced that the company will no longer serve as a sponsor for any Schwarzenegger-affiliated Events. His name's Aaron Singerman. He's the the owner or the director or the CEO of Redcon One. And he says with a heavy heart and some genuine sadness that Redcon One has decided to discontinue any and all support of the Arnold Classic and other Arnold-related events around the world. Uh, He cited Schwarzenegger's recent comments, which I already told you. And uh, anyone who says, Singerman says, anyone who says screw your freedom, screw your freedoms, is an un-American and Redcon One is a patriotic pro-freedom brand. We support freedom of choice. We don't want Arnold censored or canceled. We just want, we can't support his opinion with our dollars any longer. It says Schwarzenegger received harsh blowback for his screw your freedom and schmuck's comment. But the governor only doubled down in a subsequent essay for The Atlantic last week. He says, you have the freedom to wear no mask, but if you exercise that freedom, you're a schmuck because you're supposed to protect your fellow Americans. He's so clueless. He doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. So uh, anyway, so the reason I brought that up is uh, that Subway sandwiches, which I— occasionally dropped in there over the years and bought sandwiches from the various subways in the Sutter area and uh I'm not blaming the local franchisees because they they don't have the control over the advertising dollars they're forced to pay the fran- franchisor or the corporate subway but they do have influence on who is their spokesperson and the corporate subway has chosen uh uh Rapino Megan Rapino the gal who refused to honor the flag and respect our military. And uh, she thinks America, although she's made millions of dollars off America and she was able to play a great play a game and make her money, but it's a terrible country and uh, she can't hardly believe it. And I, I just think, I just wish a lot of these people would do what Eldridge Cleaver, former black Panther did many years ago. And I admired Eldridge for doing that. Is he, uh he absconded and he was wanted and he was fighting a case where he I think he shot or killed a guy anyway, he and his wife left and they went down to a, a communist country. Like I think it was at that time it was Algeria or something like that. And they, they left the country and they got down there. And so he got his wishes to live in a communist country, which I think Megan Rapino ought to try. Uh, uh, I don't have any hard feelings. I just thought if if it's so bad here, I wouldn't stay here. I mean, you know, I wouldn't stay here. So, um, but what happened with Eldridge Cleaver, if, if you want to read his story, he wrote during his Black Panther, uh, Zenith, he wrote soul on ice. I watched him speak in Sacramento and it, it wasn't pretty. Uh, it was pretty crude. And, um, so he ended up coming back to the United States and turning himself in and doing his time. And uh, he ended up following Jesus and and uh, lived out his life here. But he decided he'd made a mistake. The Black Panthers was a mistake. The uh, the believing in communism, socialism was a mistake. And he came back with his tail between his legs, came back to serve his time, do make his amends to society and go on. So uh, Rapino, my feeling is all these like the other day when I spoke at the Board of Supervisors meeting, we're talking about please stand up against vaccine passports. Well, I'm not into the I'm not into the government telling us what to do either way, positive or negative. I'm not into the government telling us to shut down our businesses. I don't think it's their right. I think people should resist and I think we should throw down against our supervisors and Dr. Lou ever again, never again. Uh, So I told the supervisors that I think they should pass a resolution uh, that in the spirit of freedom, that they encourage businesses not to mandate vaccine passports or vaccines. They don't have any kind of legislative or legal power over the businesses, but I, I don't want them to say, to, I don't want them in control of businesses. And my point to the v- supervisors was, let a free market occur. Let this, let the public, let the consumer manage the businesses by spending their dollars every day. You vote by spending your dollars at a business versus b business, c business versus d business, e versus e business versus f business. You vote every day with those dollars. Vote for American businesses. Vote for businesses that represent freedom. Do not support businesses that are supporting China, which are communists, and they are ripping us off left and right. You do not want to live under Chinese rule. I'm telling you, I've been there many times, many, many, many times. You do not want to live under Chinese rule. And you don't want your kids to live under. You do not want to live under Vietnamese rule. You, don't, you do not want to live under communist rule. You, you should give your life to fight this. And I, I asked the supervisors, please make a resolution that you do not support. And there's resolutions starting all over the country. Sheriffs are standing up and saying, I do not support vac- mandatory vaccines or vaccine passports. I think the mark lamb in uh Penel county Texas or Penal county Arizona just did that the other day, and uh other counties are doing the well sheriffs are standing up and saying that uh our two county sheriff's departments in Ubusetter are not mandatory vaccination groups uh no county uh department should insist on that that's re- that's it's devilish uh but i I encourage the uh, supervisors to take. Do a resolution, just like you do a resolution, resolution, support a marriage or against child abuse or uh, to support uh, our veterans coming home from Afghanistan or this or that. or. But it, it does. It really expresses the spirit of the county and it sends a message to the businesses. We don't support mandatory vaccination. We we will never uh, create a county vaccination card where you're going to have to show papers that, that supervisors can do that. If that's not a law, they're just saying they're not going to do that. And they're encouraging people. And I said, we will take care of the rest. If the big box stores, Walmart, all those big box stores that are being paid off by the government, if they want to go vaccination, we will, we will, uh, we will shop elsewhere. And Peggy Hall at the healthy She has encouraged everybody she, she is a lifetime employee of UC UC uh, system, the University of California system. She says, pull your kids out of school. In fact, the clip that we're playing in, the, in the, today, she says, pull your kids out of school. It's over. There's no reform. It's too bad to be reformed. It, <clears throat> start over. And and you can find out about educating your kid at the healthyamerican.org. She will help you. She is a master educator. This gal is bright, Peggy Hall. She'll also help you with your exemption certificate, your religious ex- exemption certificate. Listen, it's a federal law. You cannot be mandated to get vaccinated and lose your job. You cannot. They have to offer you exemptions. And if they try to buffalo you, Buffalo, you contact the healthy American. My friends are getting their exemptions. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back for the final uh, segment. Okay, hold on.
6: John Garamendi was elected over 45 years ago. 45 years is a long time to be in office. John was elected before cell phones. John was elected before personal computers. In fact, John was elected before the Internet existed. While John has been in office, we've had nine different presidents. John Garamendi has been in office for over 45 years. And now he's going to start fixing things. I'm Tamika Hamilton, and I approve this ad because it shouldn't take 45 years to start fixing America.
12: What's the dissonance that you're talking about? So, uh, for example, Biden say al-Qaeda
9: gone from Afghanistan, but Blinken say, yes, there is al-Qaeda. So we can see different statements from the White House, different comments from the Pentagon. Is there any communication issue from the highest level? No.
12: No, I, I think you're reading way more into things than you need to. I think we're all cited on the fact that there's still an al-Qaeda threat uh, in Afghanistan, uh, and as well as uh, al-Qaeda affiliates that we, we know are there. Uh, nobody is, I've, we've said that consistently. Uh, there's, there's no gap in understanding here.
5: What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda
4: gone?
0: One of the um, strongest indications of the FBI was um, an instigator of January 6th is the FBI's role in the Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot. Now, I've talked on this podcast before about how a number, uh, as many as five or more of the 14 people involved in the plot were FBI agents or informants. So the FBI was part of this, of baking this cake from the very beginning. And they played a, a critical role and new details are now emerging on the extent of the FBI involvement. Now, Um, One of the guys charged in the plot is a guy named Brandon Caserta. And his lawyer, Michael Hills, recently filed a document saying that an FBI informant uh, identified um, as Dan um, was uh, lying, um, deleting messages, uh, was basically trying to cover up the FBI's role in the Whitmer kidnapping. Uh, I can see here an exchange of texts between the FBI and its own informant. uh, And the informant is kind of spilling the beans in these texts about his role. And here's the FBI, SHIT, how did this SHIT happen? Be sure to delete these. So here's the FBI, which does not want a record that can later be looked at by a court or by a jury. The FBI is trying to minimize its involvement by deleting messages. And on another occasion, according to Michael Hills, the FBI is trying to falsely implicate a third party. A third guy who has nothing to do with it. The FBI is sending text messages saying, Hey, Dan, you should lie and accuse a third party guy of being a federal agent spy. So here's the FBI, in a very nefarious way, uh, not only steering the plot but uh, shutting down evidence that might emerge later of what the FBI did. So kind of wiping its fingerprints, you may say, off the crime scene. Notice that the FBI, by the way, has just as it hasn't released the 14,000 hours of footage of January 6th, they've never released all the texts in the Whitmer kidnapping plot. So again, if you really want to know what happened, you need to see all the texts. This is a government agency. Why can't we look at them? Why can't we see what the FBI's role was? Well, it's because they... They don't want you to know. So the issue here is entrapment. The issue here is, would these plots even occur? And of course, it's the contention of Hill and his client. No, they would not occur. Now, look, all of this got started when the FBI, going back to the war on terror, They started out by going after some really bad guys. Think of a guy like Ramzi Youssef. That's the guy who bombed the World Trade Center. He's a real terrorist. Uh, He worked independently in foreign countries. He got military training. He had access to funds. Um, And this is a guy with explosives, with intention, a really bad guy. But what happened is pretty soon, as often happens with these kinds of missions, they begin to get corrupted. See, it's kind of hard to be a real terrorist. Uh, It's not very easy to get your hands on explosives. It's not very easy to train in Asia or Africa, uh, unless you're like a former SWAT team guy or military officer. Not only are you not going to know how to do any of this, you don't know anyone else who does. So what happened is you basically had these sort of jihadi types, you know, boastful 19-year-olds. And the FBI realized, well, listen, we can constantly be solving cases and we can constantly be boosting the agency's reputation and we can be getting loads of more money for ourselves. Let me just point out the FBI budget for this um, kind of anti-terrorism stuff in 2002, right after 9-11, 3.5 billion. It's now over 10 billion. So, in other words, the FBI needs to create cases in order to say, hey, this is why you need the FBI. This is the kind of amazing work we do. And so, what happened is, for a whole bunch of FBI agents working really over the past 20 years, this is all they know. To them, being in the FBI means orchestrating plots, finding 19-year-old jihadis, kind of putting them up to it, giving them the materials, and then busting them, being on the scene, photographs, posing, cover of Time magazine. So, this is the fraudulent operation that we now call the FBI. And from the Whitmer plot, we get an indication that it's not just about not January 6th. It's not even just about the Whitmer plot. It's about the modus operandi of thugs with badges who have been at this now for the better part of two decades.
4: You know, once I was talking to Herman Melville and he said, I'm writing a book called Moby Dick. It's about a guy in a boat. Do you think it needs something? And I said, offhand, a whale. (laughs) And he goes, what do I need a whale for? I don't know, Uh, throw thrown a whale and uh, one-legged sea captain. And uh, how did he lose his leg? I don't know, Uh, the whale bit it off. So what you're trying to tell me is a tiny little sea captain falls into the ocean and a gigantic whale with an enormous mouth swims up to him and he nips one leg off. He turns his head, looks at it, and nips one leg off. He's a, a sea captain the size of a Rice crispy. And he falls in the water and a whale with a mouth the size of LaGuardia airport swims up and he, he nips a leg off. I guess he just wasn't hungry that day. And how is he able to live if I don't know uh, the other sailors save him. So This tiny little sea captain falls into the ocean, an enormous whale with a gigantic mouth rips his leg off, and a group of sailors who don't have a kindergarten education perform microsurgery and save his life. And I said, "Uh, well, I can't write the whole thing for you.
5: All right, our final uh, 20 minutes. So uh, thank you for hanging in here with us. If you're still with us. Uh, Been a good evening. And uh, it's been kind of, uh, you know, we've had what I call newsome winter, which is because the liberals won't allow us in California to manage our forests. So they catch fire and the whole forest burns down. In the interest of beauty and facilitating the, the uh, flourishing of flora and fauna, uh, the 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 liberals don't believe in management. So I guess their houses are filthy. Their bushes are craw- craw- crawling all over the top of their houses. They don't have any Mexicans out pruning their shrubs. And so uh, th- their their value system is one way where they live. But then up in the forest, they just let it go completely wild. And so now, they, like, now we're burning down about a city every year, like we burned down paradise a couple of years ago. Now we burned down Greenville. So all, all this uh, summer, uh, it, we can't see across the valley. Now, it's interesting because we're up here where they grow lots of rice, and a lot of it gets exported. It's some of the finest rice in the world, and the Japanese really love it, and other countries really love it. So we ship a lot of it. Uh, overseas and it's it's great because the ground that can't be that well used for other things is used for rice they do a good job so a number of years ago uh, so what they used to do when they harvest the rice in the fall right after they harvested the rice before the duck hunting started before the winter rains came one of the tasks would be you would burn off the rice stubble so you'd walk out with fuel in a can and it would dribble out and you'd light these strips on fire and there'd be massive fires all over the valley and it would smog up the entire valley and you couldn't even see and uh, once it was done it was done and they could flood the rice fields and life goes on but the environmentalists finally said hey uh, you know as of this year uh, uh, you can't do that anymore so the ag people at UC Davis and all over the place came up with ideas on how to chop up the stubble or bale the stubble or get it out of here because the stubble couldn't lay out in the field. And so basically we don't burn rice stubble anymore. So our valleys in, in the Sacramento Valley have never been clear. I've been, I've been up here all my life and I've never seen the air as clear as it is until these infernos have happened because the liberals won't, won't allow us to manage the forest like they have for hundreds of years. So lightning, most forest fires are not started by humans. Uh, occasionally you get an arsonist or a stupid person, uh, but usually it's lightning. And uh, and usually we'd put the fo- forest fire out pretty quick because it didn't have enough fuel to burn because they kept the floor of the, 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 uh, the forest cleaner. So anyway, what, what we have now is they've replaced the rice stubble burning with complete forest fire. So now we can't even see a mile or two out in the Sacramento Valley right now. And it's actually cooler weather in the summer. It's August. And we're having cool nights and cool weather because the sun really never gets to bear down. And um, so I called it one day I got up and I saw this is this is like winter and I said it's new some winter or maybe maybe it's better, it's liberals winter because it's stupid management, right? You know, you ever notice when you go to a place you used to go you used to go to, you know, that you really like to go to like a restaurant and you, you'd order the same thing over and over because you really like that dish or whatever. And one time you go in there and it's just funky. You know, it's just it's just not that good. And maybe you try it, oh, this is a bad, so you try it again, and it's not that good. So you just don't go there anymore, right? And you notice that it's, the windows aren't as clean, and the plants out front aren't being taken care of, and it's just, you know, it, the management has changed, right? And then you'll notice that maybe months go by, and it, you just hear bad stories about that place, and then all of a sudden there's a banner that goes up, and it puts <laughs> it says, Under New Management, Right under new man. And the reason they had to put it up is because the last management totally crashed the business. Right. You've been there. I've been there. And so that's what's happened in California when Pat Brown and before Pat Brown, that's Jerry Brown's father, ran California. They managed that generation and generations before them in the 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They managed the state. Well, they had, we had the great highway system. We had the, uh, the, the California water project. PGE never went, we never lost power in PGE because they had, they had a uh, fossil fuel power. They had nuclear power. They had hydro power. We've eliminated all those. Right. So we run out of power now. Like some friends of mine, uh, the lady I had uh, stopped by the house. She lives up in Loma Rica, just up in the foothills. And she said, "Lou, I got to run run because I got to plug my refrigerator, get my refrigerator plugged in because we haven't had power because they just arbitrarily shut off the power in the foothills to save because they were they were pulling too much power. We have never been that way in California. We always had plenty of power, right? The, the utilities never went off unless somebody hit a power pole. They were off for an hour or something, thirty minutes." Forest fires never created, we never burn up 500 homes, 600 homes, 1,000 homes, burn up an entire city of paradise, displaced 15,000 people or something like that. It's crazy. This is all under bad management, right? The country, the, the, somebody told me the other day that something like 158,000 families have moved out of California. It's, it's a first. Bad management. Liberal management. That's why we need to kick Gavin. Oh, well, that won't really make a difference. It's just one person. You know something? It's just like weeding my yard. It's like, oh, I got to get those weeds out of that front lawn. Can't I just get them all out immediately just with a sweep of a hand? No, I got to go take them out one at a time. And that's how you have to replace person after person after person after person. We need to get people sick enough and that's why I think, hey, just let the thing go. Let's run out of power. Let's shut the power down. Let's get people really pissed off. Let's shut let's uh, let's shut down the schools another year. All kinds of people are pulling out of school. In fact, they're starting to uh if you're interested, oh, by the way, let me mention if you're needing vaccination uh exemptions, go to freedomco.net. And they got them online over there, freedomco.net. And you could download them and fill them out. Uh, or if you get in a jam, call me at 530-713-1838 or call Church of Glad Tidings at 671-3160. You, your employer jacking you around, we will, haunt, we will walk you through how to take your employer down. In fact, I would ask my employer, I, it, I would have them sign a document that if I take the vaccination, uh, they're standing up for the liability of anything that might happen to me. We need to fight back. My friends are fighting back, and they're winning. And uh, so freedomco.net, okay, for that. Uh, let's see, I was I got off track. So anyway, uh, Newsom, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons to get rid of Newsom. One is the death penalty. Uh, so we've had the death penalty. We keep voting on the death penalty. The people of California want the death penalty. So this guy says, but— he says, has California really abolished the death penalty? Gavin Newsom did a moratorium. He said, I'm not going to cause anybody to be put to death that's, that, that was sentenced to death in California. So let me just, let me just sober you up really quick. Uh, Sirhan Sirhan sentence, that's the guy that murdered Bobby Kennedy in Los Angeles. Sirhan Sirhan's sentence was reduced in 1972 when the state Supreme Court ruled capital punishment was unconstitutional. So right when the Supreme Court ruled that, the people of California then voted in a referendum. They wanted it anyway. They didn't care whether they thought it was constitutional. It says within months, California voters amended the state constitution to maintain the death penalty. Several iterations later, capital punishment is still on the books. Yet Governor Newsom, the Democrat now facing a recall election, claimed to have the authority to impose a moratorium on the death penalty when he issued an order in 2019. He overruled the Constitution. He overruled everybody's wishes, the majority of the people, and just thought, eh, we're not going to do that. Many of the state's voters still don't think the order was lawful. In the Los Angeles Times in May, Phil Willen noted that over the last decade, California voters have twice rejected ballot measures to abolish the death penalty, first in 2012 and again in 2016. In fact, voters in 2016 approved a ballot measure called Prop 66 to fast-track executions. Fast-track them. I totally agree with that. California's death penalty, in addition to being clearly written in the Constitution and statutes, has what many California laws do not, popular support. Yet just 28 months after pro-death penalty initiatives passed, one of newly elected Governor Gavin Newsom's first acts was to issue an executive order effectively ending the death penalty. His imperious stroke of the pen, repeal of the law, and of the voter's will included reprieves for over 700 murderers sentenced to death for their especially gruesome crimes. You think, oh, well, a guy just made one mistake. He, he murdered a guy. He probably regrets it. Why don't you give him a second chance? Let me just listen closely. Among those on death row benefiting from Newsom's unilateral edict are literally hundreds like Wayne Adam Ford, who after killing four women, dumping their body parts across the state, all the while carrying one victim's severed breast in his pocket. And then there's Carrie Stainer, who killed three women, tourists, at Yosemite National Park in cold blood, slitting their throats and burning them beyond recognition before murdering a nature guide and sawing off her head. The governor will, now I'll I'll give you another one, and let me tell you one from good old Yuba Sutter. Nine year old Michael Lyons was walking home from Bridge Street School when Robert Rhodes, who was already murdered and raped people, took him, took him into the river bottoms, sexually assaulted him repeatedly, stabbed him and tortured him with a butcher knife, stabbed him sixty seven, eighty times, sixty seven, sixty nine times, slit his throat, and he got the death penalty, but nothing's happening to Robert Rhodes. The governor says will face the verdict of the voters in his recall election on September 14. But two weeks before that, a Sacramento County Superior Court judge will render his verdict on whether Newsom unconstitutionally exceeded his authority by disregarding the law in order to, among other things, dismantle the death chamber at San Quentin and repeal the state's lethal injection protocols. The issue in the legal case is straightforward. Can the governor pick and choose which laws he wants to follow? Now, that's Gavin Newsom. He thinks he is a dictator, a tyrant, a king that says, oh, you like this law? You voted for this law? Well, I don't, and I'm the governor, so I make the final decisions, right? The question before the voters is equally straightforward. Is the governor's tolerance of violent crime? Too much for them. These lives matter and deserve a governor who will seek to protect them. Now it's interesting because on the Stainer case in Yosemite, uh, one of my trauma intervention volunteers was an FBI employee, and she worked in crime analyst. Well, actually, at that t- at that time, she worked worked in victim services, and she worked, uh. Oh, what about the Peterson case? I can't remember her name. Was it Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson? He killed his wife, right? Took her out in a boat and killed her. Did he kill his kid? I can't remember. He killed this beautiful wife of his, right? He's in there too. He's included in this. I can't remember whether he slit her throat, drowned her, or what he did. Anyway, we have all these murders, right? And so, uh, but Newsom has just decided laws don't apply to him like mask laws mask mandates social distancing eating with a mask on having your kids go to camp with a mask on uh his his family shopped right in the middle of all businesses shut down his family went to stores that were non-essential stores and and they were essential to them and so um so we have the death plan. You know, uh, there's a clip I had, but uh, Wikiman and I, Santos Vigil, who does the board for me on the live show, we decided 13-minute clip. There's a 13-minute clip that lists 100 different major issues. We're not nitpicking him. We're talking about major issues that Gavin Newsom has done, whether it's ru- ruin the timbers, ruin our forests, uh, take money away from our forests divert money to a a train to nowhere just we're talking about billion dollars multi-million hundreds of millions of dollars waste here there bad sanctuary city stuff people got killed because of sanctuary city policies on and on and on uh no matter what political party he's from uh he needs to go now i i just saw where for god for goodness sakes Joe Biden is going to come to California. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I can't wait to listen to him. Joe Biden is going to come and campaign. If I was Gavin Newsom, I would beg Joe Biden. I would pay his way to the Bahamas to not come to California. Oh, my goodness. Joe Biden is such a disgrace. He's he's a pedophile. You're inviting a pedophile with a crackhead son and a whore as a uh, Vice President to come to California to vote to to rally for you. It I guess it shouldn't just surprise me because Gavin Newsom is is a total slut himself. I mean he's he's a gutter boy. He's just you know he feeds he's a bottom feeder as a person. He's a bottom feeder. It's unbelievable. So uh, you know it doesn't surprise me. It's like hey why don't we have. Uh, why don't we have uh, Harvey Weinstein out of Hollywood come up? <laughs> Is he in jail? I don't know. Bill Cosby, let's bring Bill Cosby. Let's get the Podesta brothers out here, right? And bring a few children with them, right? Unbelievable. One of the Podesta brothers actually has children, paintings of children and photos of children, little minor children naked in weird poses in his house. You talk about a twisted dude, and that guy's involved in our government. The Podesta brothers, they're all kinds of Satanists. I'm telling you, oh, Lou, you're just religious. No, no, no. The people are, they do child sacrifice. Get a clue. You don't know this? Just because you're stupid doesn't, doesn't mean I'm wrong. How about this? I, I'm I'm sorry. To have one seg, I got I ran out of time. I'm I'm only three mi- minutes out. I got all kinds of people that have been damaged by the shot. Do you know one of the Romney family was was d- damaged? <clears throat> Everest Romney got blood clots after his first dose of fiber, Pfizer. He was a big athlete, center for his the 17 year old boy, Brad. melagerie 43 suffered a stroke from blood clots hours after receiving jj's covid vaccine left him unable to walk talk and paralysis on the left side of his body amy van geest a healthy 35 year old uh woman died of a brain hemorrhage 11 days after receiving the jj covid vaccine emma Berkey, an 18 year old teen was put on a respirator and underwent three brain surgeries from blood clots after receiving jj's vaccine uh check this out um uh let's see oh dr gregory michael he was one of the early deaths healthy doctor boom died they did an autopsy they said there was nothing wrong with this guy the vaccine killed him dr gregory michael uh <clears throat> he he had a blood disorder uh doctor uh let's see Dr. Jerry Spivak, an expert on blood disorders. The other thing that's happening is the vaccines are causing a problem with people's platelets and causing them to die. And uh, your platelets is your clotting mechanism. Uh, There's a a top football player. I can't find it here right away. Uh, Anyway, top football players also lost his entire season. They had to take out his spleen. Uh, He's in deep trouble. The top a top uh, BBC radio host, Lisa Shaw, died from vaccine-induced thrombotic, in other words, a condition that leads to swelling, bleeding of the brain. I don't. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. About three weeks after the first dose of AstraZeneca, um, she's she was in perfect health, worked out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She was amazing. Uh, I'm trying to find this football player. Uh, They're just listening to all kinds of people that have died or their Jets Vinnie Curry out for the season with rare blood disorder. That's what I'm talking about. The vaccines are causing rare blood disorders. The Jets moved defensive end Vinnie Curry to the reserve. Uh, Curry wrote the Jets doctor diagnosed him with rare blood disorder after they took the and they removed his spleen. This guy's a pro football player developed blood clots, had to go on blood thinners, forcing him to avoid physical contact for the next three to six months. Um, according to NFL, Tom Pelissero, 85% of fl- players in the league received at least one shot. Can you imagine the entire NFL going out of business? 14 of the 32 teams had vaccination rates of more than 90%. You talk about pressuring guys to take the vaccine. How stupid can you get? These guys are like, bazillion dollars i'm gonna i've run out of time but i'm gonna keep on going for a minute the vaccine adverse events report system they feel that they only get about one percent of the adverse re, uh, impacts and and 99 don't get reported check this out they got of the three three thousand five hundred eighty six reports uh 3586 reports to Pfizer, 353510 reports to Moderna, 1695 reports to JJ. <coughs> that doesn't tell you a lot, but there were 8396 reports of blood clotting disorders. Uh let me let me do this go down here a little bit. Okay, I I'm just going to I'm going to call it that there's some people are saying there's a couple hundred thousand deaths already. Some people said 50,000 The the numbers, nobody's really reporting them like a vaccine. We're talking about people, not COVID deaths. We're talking about people taking the, the shot. It's killing people never before in the history of man has this happened. All right. That's it for this week. Have a good week. God bless you. And, um, behave yourself out there don't mess up see you later
9: we're
7: so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight we would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the palace hotel ballroom at this time we certainly hope you all enjoy the show and remember people